What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective. I am your host, Adam Meredith. Man, I have a fucking awesome episode for you guys today. Before I get to my guest, though, I want to send a big thank you out to Jombo CBD. You can go to jombocbd.com. Check those guys out. They have an amazing line of cannabidiol products. Cannabidiol has been shown to help with brain health and gut health and inflammation control. Just a whole bunch of benefits stemming from this one compound in the cannabis plant. And uh, these guys have been ride or die with the show since day one. And um, I, I just absolutely love them and their products. So if you are in the market for CBD, check them out. JumboCBD.com. For our listeners only, they're doing buy, uh, not buy two, but get one free, but uh, they're doing 20% off with the code outside at checkout. And then they are always damn near doing buy two, get one free. So throw two of an item in your cart, you'll get the third one for free. And then you'll save 20% off of the entire order when you use the code outside. So it's a win-win for everybody. Um, again, jumbocbd.com. The code outside at checkout will save you 20%. Also, before I get to my guests, I have to ask you guys, please, please, please do us a solid. And if you are gaining some perspective, if you are thinking about things in a different way, if if this has helped you in any kind of way, even if it's just you laughing at us being fucking silly, please do me a favor. Tell a friend, tell a family member, share this podcast and your stories and you're on your timeline, and it will help us grow immensely. Um, we're just doing this grassroots one person at a time. And um, I cannot thank you guys enough for sharing the message and helping us grow. So please, please, please do that. Um, also, in reference to my guest today, I got to say, hey, guys, go check out UnavitaTequila.com. Man, I fucking love this tequila. It is by far my absolute favorite. I've tried some other ones. Believe me, I have. And and I fucking love these guys. So so go check them out. Unavita Tequila. And with that being said, I am sitting down with one hat with co-founder of Unavita Tequila, Zach Conley. And uh Man, I will forewarn you folks, we went for a long time. This was supposed to be an hour episode. We ended up going for damn near three. We're just shooting the shit, trying to figure some stuff out, you know, just just mull over some ideas. You know, none of us, neither one of us have the answers, but, um, you know, we're just trying to have the conversations and, and just grow from there. So this was an awesome conversation. Zach is a great fucking human being, and um, I cannot thank him enough for uh for coming onto the show so without any further ado ladies and gentlemen i have zach conley let's gain some perspective recording since i don't have rick i have to like do it remotely because because these dslr cameras they only record for 30 minutes at a time and then they stop oh no shit yeah so i do this remotely and i can stop and start it from my phone so i don't have to like get up and shit (laughs) 
sync the audio. There we go, my dude. Dude, cheers, my man. Cheers. Good to see you. Good to see you. God damn, I love this shit, bro. It's so smooth. That's... You know, a lot of tequila is, but it's just... Not all tequila, bro. Some Some's a little bitter. Some has a bite to it. Now, I don't want to talk shit on anybody's brand, but I'm going to. Um, <laughs> I tried the Rocks tequila, the Terramana. Not a fan. Really? Not a fan. I haven't had it yet. Just got, because I'm afraid to be disappointed as um, much as I love the Got rock. some in there. It's been sitting. Like, I won't even, I probably won't, I don't know when I'll finish it. I'll have to try it. <laughs> Just so you can at least try it. But um, it was supposed to have, like, this, um, I guess, kind of like this little floral thing going to it. And I'm just not digging it. So when you're starting a brand and you, you pay these experts to give you your flavor profile, your nose, and so they'll say, you know, oh, this tastes like mint and and hibiscus and yeah. you'll get chocolate notes. Man, we did that for <laughs> starting this. <laughs> and I swear to God, we got it. And I'm looking at Bryce and I'm like, I don't smell or taste any of this shit. Like, yeah. what did we do? Yeah. And so I always tell people, man, because all your info cards, it lists what you taste, what you smell. So I just tell people, it's like, taste and aroma are completely subjective. It really you. is. It really is, dude. You taste what you taste. I can't tell you what you're going to taste or smell. Right. Everybody's taste buds are so different. Absolutely. Especially with, like, the standard American diet. Like, if you're on the standard American diet, you're eating a lot of processed foods yep. and a lot of sugar. Yeah. So, like, I've noticed, like, me personally, I, I can deal with a lot of, like, bitter flavors yeah. and I can even enjoy them. Um, but if you're used to that, that sense, like that sweetness all the time, like if anything is like remotely bitter, you're going to fucking hate it. So, and I've, this whole quarantine thing, I've gotten really into fasting. Oh, have you? Yeah. Yeah. I've done a couple 72 hour fasts, Ooh. but the way you taste and smell, like it, like when you try something sugary after not having something sugary for 30 days, obviously with like 75 hard, you're like. Oh my God! What is that, dude? It's it can cr- completely change your taste buds. Oh, dude, it's so crazy. Yeah, it's so fucking crazy. So, are you doing like um, like some intermittent fasting at all? Or I like- am doing that, but I am trying to do once a month, seventy-two hour uh, water, black coffee only, green tea too. But basically, yeah. really caloric. Just some of the research on like replenishing cells like the hardest thing your body does is digest food so mm-hmm. if it's not digesting what else can it put that energy towards autophagy yeah yeah cellular, cellular cleaning word. there you yeah, go there you now go. i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's like after 16 hours you go into that okay say is autophagy you start cleaning out at the cellular level do start repairing these other yep. things you know what i mean like that whole idea of eating every three to five hours you know because I remember thinking, oh, you got to eat first thing in the morning so you can yeah. kickstart your metabolism. It's right. like, ah, nope, that's not how it works. Like, you can, like, not eat. Right. And, like, um, your body becomes fat adaptive. So, yep. you like, you use a different energy source. And I can tell, like, with this whole quarantine shit, like, I've been eating more pizza and different things. And, <laughs> <laughs> like... I'm trying to, like, get back to, like... It's, you get addicted to that shit. It's hard to come out. Dude, I'll have, like... <laughs> I try not to drink a whole lot because, like, I'll have a drink, and then the next day I'm I, I'm craving it yep. immediately. I'm like, oh, just one more drink. Just one yeah. more. And then, you know, before you know it, it's a fucking week, and then yeah. I'm all bloated out and shit because I'm retaining all this water. But um, I can really feel, um, like, my, my, my glucose levels will bottom the fuck out, and yep. I'm just like, oh, I'm not super fat adaptive right now because I'm feeling pretty lightheaded, and it's yeah. like, oh, that's not a good feeling. No. Yeah. You, I don't even like eating lunch anymore. Really? Because it's just where you get into that 
kind of the keto low carb but what if i were to like oh let's just go have a sandwich and a couple beers at lunch i'm like i need a freaking nap afterwards put you out bro yeah yeah i get i think everybody gets a little bit of a dip in the afternoon but yeah. when you add those carbs to it it's game over right especially the processed ones mm-hmm. like even if you're just doing potatoes and or vegetables or something. It's not as bad. But when yeah, yeah. I pretty much just stick to like potatoes and rice. Like those are my go-to carbohydrates. Was rice paleo? I don't think rice is technically paleo. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. But something along those lines. Yeah, I do white rice because um, like I'm with – it depends on how active you are. Yeah. If you're like super active like an athlete or something, like you're always training, like I'm constantly training. Right. So like you really need carbohydrates. So like, yeah. a, like a full-on keto diet probably isn't Doesn't ideal work. for that lifestyle. Yeah, I got to replenish those carbs. Yeah. So I usually just stick to like white rice because um, brown rice, there's nothing wrong with brown rice, but it has that bran on it. So it's just it just it can be a little bit harder to digest. Really? Yeah. So the white rice is just quicker digestion. It's just like a faster carb. Okay. Yeah. So that's, I just pretty much just stick to potatoes and rice, man. It's not a bad way to do it. It's nice and simple. I don't. I mean, cutting out breads and pastas wasn't that hard for no. me, but it can be for sure. I can Once you're eating it for a while. Yeah. Dude, I'm, that's so funny you say that because I obviously just finished 75 hard. Yeah, man. So I've had a couple cheat meals. But at the same time, I don't want to roll into cheat days where I'm like, oh, shit. But I found myself this weekend. I did 48 hours Saturday and Sunday of just whatever the hell I wanted. Yeah. What were, and what yesterday were you I was kind of like, ooh, should I just keep this drink? I'm like, no, stop. Just stop. Dead in the stop. tracks. Stop. Yeah, man. So tell me about your 75 hard experiences. Like, what were some things that you kind of took away or noticed the most? This round, I think, was better than the first. Mm-hmm. Um. One, it was a really crazy time, still is a really crazy time, but just to stop what I was doing and implement that discipline, I was, especially when it was just chaos yeah. everywhere. Yeah. We're worried about the business, you know, holy shit, every, all of our accounts are closing down. What are we going to do? Yeah. And just to have that structure and discipline when it was a fucking tornado around me was really really hard at first but once i caught the groove i was like we're gonna be fine i'm gonna be fine like you just right it helped it helped yeah, mentally man. tremendously something to focus on right that routine is so big yes even if it's like you might feel like the whole day was like a failure but at least that was a success right yeah i can remember that that's like that's a good feeling especially sure. when it, you didn't know like there were so many unanswered questions coming on whether should i wear a mask should i not wear a mask what you know yeah what what should I and should not be doing? Yeah. You know, my mom was uh, essential. She works at McDonald's, but she's like, I, you know, I didn't, all these people around them, I'm worried. Because I bought into the whole thing. I was like, we're all screwed. Who didn't? In the beginning, man, nobody right. knew what the fuck was, was going like, on. I was like, we're fucked. And I'm like, mom, what are you doing? Like, I'm, you know, I was like, oh, I don't, should you still be working? Yeah, stay home. Right. Like, I don't want you to die. But when you just have that fear, but like you said, just to have that routine, it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I found um, it really put me in, like, a good morning routine to just, like, set up success because within the first couple hours of the day for me, like, I would – I'd wake up, I'd, like, drink some water, and then I'd go for a walk outside. So I'd get my outside walk in, and then I'd come in, and, like, I'd snap my picture and, like, read my pages and drink some more water. So, like, within the first two hours of my day, I'd have, like, a half a gallon of water down, my 10 pages, my picture, my first workout. So it's just, like... You're gaining the momentum. Dude, yeah. Now all you got to do is drink, like, half a gallon of water, work out once, and not fuck up on your diet. Dude, momentum is such a real thing. Oh, yeah. Good or bad. 
Yeah. Good or bad. So, like, when you – and Bryce and I were just having this conversation before I came in. It's, we've had a couple weird days. We're like, what the fuck's going on? Just with little business things and shipping and things that are out of our control. But, like, man, what a bad day. And we kept saying that. And we're like, what a bad week. And we're like, we got to quit saying that. Yeah. Because once you start speaking that stuff, it really starts. It's truth. But once you start a good moment, and I'm like, sure shit. I'm like, man, is it because I'm off 75 hard? <laughs> like, I'm not doing what I, you know, I'm not catching that good momentum, those good vibes. I'm not doing, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, man. I'll do that, man. Like, I'll, uh, this, this, everything going on is like really slowed down the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I was, uh, you know, I was knocking out, you know, releasing two episodes a week and just like killing it. I was definitely on pace to hit, you know, another hundred episodes within the second year. So I'd be at like 200 episodes by yep. the end of two years, which I think here in like a week or two would be two years of the podcast. Nice. But, uh, like since I do all these in person and like, I'm not going to settle and do any of these remote. Like I didn't, rec- I didn't release anything for like a month. And then I had, but I had a few kind of in the pipeline. So then I released those and then yeah. it was like another month. And then like, I did, uh, I did one, I did a couple, and then, like, all this shit started popping off with, like, George Floyd, so then I did an episode with my friend Tracy Taylor, and uh, it's actually probably one of the most important podcasts I feel like I've done. I need done. to listen to it. Just because it was just, like, just us just, like, just sharing our, like, our experiences and our stories and just, like, just kind of shining some light on, like, what it's like to, yeah. like, to live in America as a black person yeah. to, to a degree, you know what I mean? So... And so it's like we did that one, and then I guess it's been probably two and a half weeks since I released that. So it's like I, I started recording a couple before we did that one, but with that going on, I was just like, man, do I release these? Like, is this like the conversation that people want to be hearing? Right. Like, some of these other things. And I'm going to start releasing them again this week, but just with everything going on, it just completely slowed me down. So, like, to the momentum piece, it's like, man. I, I'll I'll do the conversations, but then I need to go and like record an intro or something. I'm just like, man, I don't really want to fucking do that. And it's <laughs> like, I just start like telling myself these stories, and it's just like this negative momentum thing. Right. But like, as soon as I start working on them, I'm just, oh man, I start getting energized. Yes. I start feeling good. I'm like, yeah, man. Like, let's just keep this fucking train rolling, bro. It's, it's so real, and that's what a lot of people are like. Oh, momentum that can be bad. Yeah, I mean, especially the ebbs and flows. Like you can start going down and it's even harder to get out of oh yeah um, I, dude. I feel you man it's it's important to like you said routine as much as you can it really is yeah yeah even though you may not feel like doing it believe me I just, just as dude. everybody else i want to wake up and have a beer at 9 a.m maybe that's not everybody but <laughs> <laughs> shower beers <laughs> right no shit <laughs> but fuck man i mean at least you fucking found something to like keep you stable during all this this craziness, yeah. right? I mean, so how hard were you guys hit with 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 COVID lockdowns? Pretty hard. I Bryce and I do say if it hit us in our because we're in our second year of business, we just started our um, celebrated our two year May fourth of this year. But congratulations, you know, for, yeah, survived it. Yeah, that's more than other people can say. So Dude. we're blessed enough to do that. Yeah. But the um, I was like, if this hit us a year ago, we'd be screwed. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to recover. No, we wouldn't. We were learning how to manage cash. I mean, we were learning. I mean, that's and obviously the restaurant industry was hit super hard because margins are small and cash flow is tough. That if you're a week out of business, that cash flow you needed to pay bills, pay employees. Where us, we had enough cash reserved because we got a lot smarter. 
You need to read Profit first if you have. I do need to read that. Dude. I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask you the book about the book because we talked about saved, it last time. Yeah, saved our business. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to read that. I read um, Quench Your Thirst. Great, oh, yeah. great book. That's a good one. Yeah, but I mean, so 80% of our business currently is bars and restaurants. So 80% of our business was essentially shut down. Right. Those guys were hitting, hurting hard. Bad. But we saw a big spike in liquor store sales because I will say that is something that's good about alcohol is it's recession proof. Yes, it is. If the economy is good, people are out at bars and restaurants drinking, where if the economy is bad, they're just buying bottles from the liquor store and drinking at home. Right. Yeah. So. So you're in a good industry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But on that same note, though, like you guys were kind of like help leading some change, even with the industry rest, like the restaurant industry, right? With these pre-mixed drinks. Yep. Were you guys, yep. you guys were a part of that push, so right? So the big people were that. Obviously, we did the Mission Taco private label. Um, uh, the Tilfords that own Mission Taco, I mean, they pushed hard. Yeah really hard to get it done and they actually just extended it to the end of the year last week it was supposed to end june 15th it was mm -hmm. supposed to end yesterday but they got it extended and my thing about that i think this is where politics really start interfering where they have no fucking business interfering is if i want to drink and drive i can go to quick trip get a tall boy open it in my fucking car yeah and drive Right. What's the difference if I want to get a margarita to go? Yeah, what's it matter where you get it? And who's to say that they're drinking and driving? Right. You know what I mean? Right. If it's sealed, I mean, what? You, exactly. Yeah, because so just for the folks listening, what was happening with Mission Taco Joint, right? They were selling pre-made marks, yep. right? And then all of a sudden they had to just start selling the orange juice and the tequila separate. So the the legal the legality side of it was it wasn't factory sealed. Mm. So they were saying the difference between me going to quick trip is that tall boy is factory sealed. Mm -hmm. Where if you were getting it from mission, it was a styrofoam lid. Right. Okay. That's silly. Come on. Yeah. This is semantics at this point, especially when I could take the quick trip, big Q and pour some vodka in there. It doesn't, you know? Yeah. So that was the big thing was the factory seal. So yeah, at first they started doing it and they're like, well, it has to be separate. So then you had somebody that, like you said, they had to sell off an entire bottle mm -hmm. and then a jug of margarita mix for right. somebody to mix at home. Yeah. But they could just mix it in their car, too, if they wanted. So what? What's the difference? Right. Yeah. Factory seal was the big issue there. That's silly. Stupid. So now it seems like that's going to open up just like – or it could potentially open up just like a whole new rev revenue stream for all of these businesses. But you're saying it's going to end at the end of the year? It was supposed to end the 15th. Right. They extended it. And there are a lot of people, a lot of petitions going on to keep it. To keep it. Yeah. Why would you not? Why? Right. I mean, I feel like in small business you have to be creative. Yes. Right. You have to be able to like figure it out and pivot where you need to. And uh, it seems like that was the answer for a yeah. lot of these a lot of these businesses. It kept, and I'm really close with the Mission Taco guys. I mean, it once they changed it. So obviously they were doing it. Then they said you can't do it, so you've got to sell a jug and a mix. Then they were like, so then they pushed really hard to get it to where they could do cocktails ago. Yeah. I mean, they were bringing on tens of people back to work because of that. Giving people jobs. Right. Like, that's the impact it had. You, they were hiring people because they were able to, because they had the revenue coming in. Yeah. Because you went from being able to have a, I think it was a 12 or $15 two-set margarita and a little cute jug Versus the the pack itself had to be eighty five because you had to buy a full bottle, right, and a full bottle of jug. Yeah, I mean, and like, 
when it, when things go quote unquote go back to normal, whatever that looks like. Yeah. It's like it it'd be so nice if you just wanted to like go up to your favorite spot and like get something made for you and then like take it to a party or something. Right. You know what I mean? It's like why would you have to go through all this extra work? Right. Yeah. Hmm. Hopefully that sticks around, dude. I hope. Hopefully that sticks I around. I had this thought the other day. It was um it's I don't think people realize um one how important small businesses are and then two what really constitutes a small business yes i was like and i was thinking to myself like if it's not too big to fail then it's a small business which is damn yep. near, which is damn near everything right when you really think about it unless it's like walmart or fucking a bank yeah. or lowe's or some shit like it's a small business man like you need to support these people they're cool and at that point yeah those guys are so big that they they became essential. They had like, like, okay, well, what's going on here too? Yeah, <laughs> which is a whole another thing. But you're like, yeah, how is people not going to their local restaurant to get a food? A restaurant, right? You can go through the drive-through at McDonald's. Doesn't make any sense. No, come on. Yeah, yeah. If you don't think those businesses are considered too big to fail, then you're you're kind of right. you're kind of blind, right? Because well, and that's what's been a huge push too is the support local. Like I think people did it, and I think it was cool to say. But I think people through this thing realize how important it is in their yeah. local communities. Yeah. Like, if you can't start change and supporting the people locally where you're at, yeah, it's not going to help expand out. Bro, I went down a fucking deep conspiracy rabbit hole. We're not, we don't have to go down it. No, I'm, <laughs> we I've can. probably been down it. <laughs> like, my friend put me down it. But, like, even, even without, like, all the crazy conspiracy shit, like... I will say what was once considered conspiracy... And stuff I believed are not really conspiracies anymore. There's just too many coincidences happening, dude. It's like... Well, and the fact that the term conspiracy theorist wasn't created by the FBI to make people feel like black sheep because they questioned. Yeah, it just makes uh, you like, look bad. Just a free thinker. Like, I, I'm going to question everything. I yeah. don't care who's telling me. I dude. don't care. You have to. You have to. Like, we put too much trust in the government. Yes. Like, I don't think people realize, like, if you don't really, like, do some research and, like, look into some of these people, like, dude, like, what was it? Hoover? Is it Hoover? Yeah. Yeah, he was a fucking uh, crooked-ass dude, man. Like, he just... <laughs> Most of them are. Dude, he just got dirt on everybody and just... All right, so what was the rabbit hole? Oh, well, this one was talking about the fall of the cabal. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched it, but I've heard. It's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. But, like, even outside of that, man, like, I don't even want to, like, really shop at, like, Amazon anymore. Like, fucking Jeff Bezos' crooked ass. Like, I feel like that dude didn't pay state taxes for 20 years. So I'm a capitalist through and through. Me too. Obviously. I'm about it. But because he invented the category of online shopping, the laws, because it takes so long to get something passed, that he would, he didn't have to. Right. Because no. no one knew what he was doing. They couldn't. They're like, well, how do we pay taxes? Where are you headquartered? Well, I'm not headquartered here. He's buying it there. Well, he's buying it here. Yeah. So they're going to make him pay state taxes for every state. So, yeah, no, he invented the wheel, and they, he just now had to start paying right. recently. I feel very conflicted like ordering from Amazon right. anymore because of that. No. It's, Although it's super convenient. Right. Yeah, man. But, like, he's on pace to be a trillionaire now within five years. First one. Five years. Five years will be a trillionaire. First one. But if people don't think he's puppeteering things. If you, like, you'd have to be so just dense right. to not think. Just follow the money. Right. He's making a ton of it. Lobbying is a professional term for bribery. It really is, dude. It's legal. <laughs> like, <sighs> how do we have that? How is that even a thing? I don't know. I don't even understand how it's that people 
like, oh, you know, I did my internship. I'm a lobbyist now. Yeah. You're a fucking loan shark. Like, what do you do? <laughs> dude, have you ever talked to a lawyer and, like, just asked them questions? Like, I have, I have a lawyer friend. I'm like, dude, how can we, like, change this? Or, like, why is it so complicated to, like, change something? And yeah. then, like, they'll give you this fucking explanation. And it's just essentially, like, just preservation of the system is, yeah. like, all they're basically telling you. And it's just like, well, you, you can change things. You got to go through these steps. It's like, well, why can't it be more simple than that? Why can't it be as simple as, like, common sense where it's like, I see the system is fucked up. Why can't we just, like, wipe it clean and fix it? You know what I'm saying? So going back to the whole alcohol thing, obviously this was a law that you couldn't get cocktails to go for a long time. Yeah. You had enough people get pissed off, call their local governments, call their local legislators, to where it got changed real quick. Like, yeah. the system that we thought took really long to change happened fast. Happened real fast. Yeah. A lot of people were fucking really pissed off. Right. And they contacted it. I know everyone's. Call your local senator. Call your local congressman. I think it works. If you do it enough with enough people and enough people make enough noise. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, and I know they don't want to hear it, but those people do work for us. They're elected officials to yeah. do public service right. for us. Yeah. For their constituents. Yeah. Like, I think if you get in, because their biggest fear is not getting reelected. I think it just depends on the on the the issue at hand. Though. Well, yes, that's also very true. <laughs> it's like why can't we just? And I don't have all the answers, but like, wh why is it so hard to just put term limits in place? You know what I mean? I feel like I, I feel like these politicians have already proved they don't like serve yep. the will of the people in many right. regards. Why can't we fucking because the because the, the people that make the would make the term limits are the people that have made a career out of it exactly. You know, self-preservation, dude. Right. It's like we have a whole separate class of people now. It's yeah. the political class. I didn't even realize that until I was listening to, uh, I think it was a Joe Rogan podcast with Edward Snowden. He made that yeah. comment. I'm just like, dude, blew my mind because it's like we have civilians, like the regular people yeah. and like, or citizens or whatever you want to call them. And then like, then you have this whole political class and it's just like, they're doing their own fucking thing. The fact that. On both sides, you've got people that have been in there for 40 years. Like, Dude, come on. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. And especially when you don't see some of these guys supporting the same things and nothing gets done. Yeah. I think if you actually knocked it to like eight to ten years tops. Right. People that go in, and I also think once you're in there that long, you just get chewed up and corrupted anyway. Dude, systems will change a good person. Yeah. I mean, you see it everywhere. Like, even with everything going on currently, like, within, like, the policing system, I know a lot of good people who are yeah. in law enforcement. Same. But it's just, like, it's, like, once you get in that system, you know, you just, you're at you're at the disposal of, of like, what's happening. You know right. what I mean? Like, there was a great study, um, the Stanford, it was called the Stanford Experiment. It was, like, back in the 70s. And they took these kids and... Um, they split them up. Like some of them were guards and some of them were prisoners. And they had to shut down the experiment within like three days because after that, you know, the fucking, the guards were beating on the prisoners and the prisoners are fucking like throwing feces and like acting like criminals and shit. These are Stanford college kids. Three days? Three days, bro. Yeah, this is real. Like it, it just shows that like how a system will fucking corrupt. Yeah. Dude, it was it was so crazy. There's actually um, there's a biopic movie about it on uh, on Netflix right now. Okay. It's called The Stanford Experiment. And then I actually first saw a movie about it. It was called the it was just called The Experiment. It was uh, with Adrian Brody. Um, he has like really big nose. Uh, 
was he the pianist? He's the pianist. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was also based on the experiment, but um, or on that experiment rather. But it just uh, it wasn't like a biopic movie. It was just a little yeah. bit more dramatized. But same concept. It's like you know you're doing an experiment and these people are volunteering and shit. And it's like it's just real, man. Like you can be the the most genuine person, but if you get in in the wrong system, you can easily get corrupted. Yeah. So I just thought, where was I going with? Oh, with the politicians. It's like, man, there are a lot of people who will. Probably go in with good intentions. Great intentions. You know what I mean? They want to help their community. They want to make change. But then you get in there and it's just like, well, fuck, man. How do I make change within this system? Like, Well, you take the guys, the lobbyists money, right? Yeah. So that's where it's like the first thing is like, hey, man, I know you're, you want to vote this way. Right. But here's $100,000 towards your campaign to get reelected to vote this way. Cool. That sounds good. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, my kids could go to college. Right. Yeah. So, and that I think that's where the term public service gets lost. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. And especially when you start, you know, and I'm not sure of the exact salary, but I'm almost positive. If you're elected one-term senator, you get a certain amount of money for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life? For the rest of your life. See, that's crazy. Why are we... I'm almost positive, and I'm almost positive it's over six figures for wow. the rest of your life. I know presidents get paid for the rest of their right. life. Like, that's crazy. Why are we paying these people for the rest of their life? You, right. shouldn't, you shouldn't make very much money for being a right. politician. Well, let alone the best health care for the rest of their lives, too. I know that for a fact. Yeah. Like, so all these benefits, right. which the taxpayers— That we pay for. Yeah, we're paying for it. <laughs> right. It blows me the fuck away, man. It just—there has to be a better way. Has to. But that's where you say, like— in the system is like okay well how do we change it they've made the system to where it's so hard to change because of the people that you want to change are the ones that make the rules yeah so if like okay how do i go about making term limits you know senators instead of whatever it is six years to four yeah well all the senators have to vote on that and they're like well i don't want to whoa hey now there bud that's not gonna happen <laughs> right yeah so it's—they're all just humans. We're all just people. Yes. And I, I feel like people forget that. I do too. We like to say they. Right. We like to just put this faceless thing on it, but it's like it's just people doing right. what people fucking do. Right. You can get corrupted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can only imagine how many fucking. A little bit of power, and money goes a long way. Oh, dude! I can only imagine how many politicians are just like all fucking hungover and just like doing coke and like yeah. just just doing crazy shit man because right. they can have you seen that show house of cards i haven't oh man so i didn't watch the last season because kevin spacey wasn't in it and just it all went to shit yeah but He's like a real weirdo he is a weirdo <laughs> but the fucking show is phenomenal dude really? holy cow and from what i understand um when it first came out like after that first season like bill clinton commented he's like yeah man like that's pretty much exactly how it is like just it's just all these backdoor deals man and just yeah. these conversations and like you're bullying people and you're fucking trying to get votes and just all this fucking shit that has nothing to do with helping people well and i think how quickly does somebody when once they're elected does the re-election cycle start it's pretty quick pretty quick right yeah. so then are you really focusing on doing what you were elected into or are you just focusing on getting re if all it is is focusing on getting re-elected yeah no wonder you're in there for 40 years and don't do shit right because all you're focusing on is getting back in. Right. Yeah, that's the that's the big issue with the president, right? It's like once you start running for that second term, it's like how much work is being done anymore? Right. Like you're just on the, on the campaign. Well, that's trail. why they always – the second term 
presidents tend to get more done because they're like, well, what do I have to lose? Just go I all, can't come back. You just go all in. <laughs> right. Yeah. I always think it's funny whenever, like, we get a new president and uh, people are like, look at all this change is happening. But, like, really, your first term as a president, you're really not getting a whole lot done because right. everything that's happening right now is just what happened with the last president. Right. You know what I mean? It's like their shit is just kind of running out now. And then right. now you can start enacting change. Right. Although, dude... I'm not gonna lie, dude. Like Trump has definitely made some some good changes for the capitalists. I would I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I don't care how you feel about them, but your taxes say otherwise. Yes, like, dude. Right. I'm not mad at now, it. Whether you say Obama's economy rolled into it, I'm sure some of that played into it, but you can't argue the fact that yeah. the economy was the best it's ever been. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And that, I think that was definitely good for business. And it's probably doesn't sound. It's probably not the most PC thing to say, but a lot of people probably including myself, tend to vote out of their pocketbook, right? Yeah, I get it. Like, there obviously there are social issues that, and I wish, God forbid, that it's only two parties. I think that's a mistake that's to begin so, with. Yeah, that's the fact that you, you're either this or you're that. Like you don't, that creates a divide. Right. Yeah, man. Right. I mean, okay, what if I, what if I agree with this issue with these guys and then agree with this issue on these guys? Well, bro, you got to be in one camp or the other. <laughs> What are you talking about? Right? Yeah. But, no, I would agree with that. Especially for, like, us. I'm, I'm almost positive Obama started it, but Trump extended it, was the CBMA. Don't know what it stands for, but basically, for smaller brewers and distillers, like, for me to bring up a single bottle of tequila into the country, I have to write a check for $2.14 a bottle hmm. within five business days. Now, when you're bringing up truckloads, you're tens of thousands of dollars that you have to write just, just for bringing it. Damn. I don't know what it's for, but with the CBMA, it drops it down to about 50, 50 cents a bottle. 50 cents a bottle? So okay. that is profit for our company that we huge. get to. It's massive. Oh, my God. But then in return, we get to... More marketing money, hire people. Like it's yeah, that's something I think Obama started and Trump extended. But I mean, just stuff like that where it's affecting dollars and cents for small businesses. And I yeah. know it's on the first ten thousand gallons you distill or ten thousand gallons you brew. But not only just for federal importers like me, but like local distilleries. I mean, it is that's a lot of money. Yeah, savings going straight to their pocket. <sighs> and once you get to a certain point, once it's over ten thousand proof gallons. Then it goes back up. So your big guys, your Bush, your Anheuser's, your Miller Coors, all those guys, they don't get to take advantage of it completely. Okay. That kind of evens out the playing field. Exactly. Yeah, so a little guy can catch up. Yep. That's a big deal, man. Yeah, so I realized, like, I just had this thought that, because I was talking about, you know, people don't realize, you know, what is a small business. You know what I mean? Because I was re- when I was reading that Quench Your Thirst, like people have this idea that a brand is really big, but really they're just like a small business. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> how many times do we have to tell people it's just Bryce and I, and we just got. I mean, Oliver's is like eight months a year in. Yeah. Like, like what? Well, even just you two. Even when you guys are going to be doing hundreds, hundreds of millions of dollars in sales, it's still small. It's still small. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're not too big to fail. Right. Like, people don't understand that shit. Right. And also, like, with everything going on, like, I was reading this this Shoe Dog by Phil Knight and, and, I've heard and it's Nike. Good. It's a great book. You can borrow if you'd like, bro. Yeah. It's a f- f- phenomenal book. But, like, they were doing hundreds of millions of dollars in sales. But before they went public, 
like if this shit would have hit, we wouldn't have Nike. Because they were just on such a shoestring budget. Like, they were just fucking, they didn't have a whole lot of capital, man. Like, they're just constantly putting money back into the business and growing and growing and growing. Like, growing too fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, people don't realize, like, how close you could be to, like, failing. Just because you have this big brand, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. One, if you think about, and a lot of people think... You don't have to, to, if you want to build a legitimate brand organically, if you're not reinvesting every penny that you can right. back into it, yeah, I mean, it's, you're going to be out of business faster than you get started. Yeah. You have to. You got to spend money. Growth. Yeah. You got to yeah. spend money to make money, dude. Yeah. yeah. I'm very like physically conservative. Yeah. Like socially, do what the fuck you want to do. Government, leave, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. But like, I'm about my money, dude. Yep. Like, I want I want every dollar I can. You ever think about like how much we get taxed? Like, our tax dollars get taxed. So you pay taxes and you get a paycheck. And then like, and then I go buy something. Now I'm paying taxes on that. And it's just yeah. like, everything's getting fucking taxed. Right. Like, you're getting like 40 cents of every dollar you earn. They get $2.14 off this bottle off the top. Let alone the fact that the that when I sell it to the distributor, the distributor has to mark up for tax to sell to the liquor store. Right. Then the liquor store marks up, sells a tax to that you buy as a state tax. Right. That's been taxed fucking who knows how much. So many taxes. Yeah. It's just like, what in the fucking world? It's a machine. Dude? It really is, dude. It's hard to stop. It fucking kills me. So with everything going on, I've been like, like soul searching and like figuring out what I'm going to do with this next election and whatnot. And, um... Like, I think I'm probably going to vote more Republican and conservative yeah. this next one. It's probably not a popular opinion being a black guy. I don't think people realize, like, the Republican Party is probably better for, like, minorities. And originally it was actually for them. Yeah. Like, if you it's look— It's tough for—I'm the, I'm the privileged white guy. Oh, it's I, hard for me to speak on. It's all right, dude. It's okay. There's no right or wrong here. No. You're the pro- dude, I feel sorry for white people right now to a degree because like you guys can't fucking win. Like yeah. you really can't like you say something you're wrong, you don't say something you're wrong. Yeah. It's just like can we just have open discourse and just have well, conversation? Well, that's what you know. Like, I've taken some I've taken some flack to be totally honest cuz I didn't do uh Blackout Tuesday. Yeah. Granted, I didn't understand what exactly it was for me i thought it was to amplify black voices yeah so me being like i was like okay i just need to shut up today not post anything yeah and then i started seeing the posts where people were doing the hashtag uh, uh black lives matter hashtag this and then black people started posting like you're drowning the feed of the actual hashtag black lives matter of peaceful protests Right. Of with that actual where to meet up, where to do this, where it was just getting drowned out with a bunch of black squares. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I so think I was like, I well, that. I'm not going to post, you know, black lives do matter, obviously. Right. I just didn't know. I was like, well, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. We're amplifying. Black yeah. I guess you're right. supposed to just put Blackout Tuesday on that. I right. wondered where that ca- like came from, though. It just it just I, I, I did know. it because I was just trying to like be, you know, I'll be, be honest. And this will not be a popular opinion. But some of the people that I know personally that were posting it, I'm like, shut. You don't you don't talk to anybody of a different race, religion, creed, or anything. Like you're just doing this. A lot of virtue signaling going yes. on, for sure, for sure. But the conspiracy theorists and come. It's like, all right, well, that's an election day. 
that Blackout Tuesday was. Was it really? That was an election day for a lot of places around the country. That's interesting, right? You want everybody to be quiet on social that day? On election day? Oh, shit. Right? Right? And then it was either that day or the next day Hillary Clinton lost her. It was her, that day. Yeah. She lost her fucking appeal, right? Yeah. And now she has to testify in court in September. So it's like, that's very interesting, too. So what's really going on here, Well, dude? and that's what I thought was very out of it. And I was talking to a buddy of mine was, especially with all the protesting that was happening, that a lot of, I don't know if you saw Dave Portnoy's video. I don't think I did. He does, he's the president of Barstool. Okay. Where a lot of people get their news from Instagram. They see protesters being shitty protesters, cops being shitty cops. Like they, you see that through social media and a whole day in the middle of what was going on, in the heart of what was going on, was like gone because it was it was blacked out but you're like well what about the people that we're trying to see what's going on yeah i thought it was i was like why would we want i being the white guy i thought it'd been better to either do it earlier or after yeah where we weren't in the middle of trying to see what in the world was going on in different cities around the world right yeah i mean i i get the i get the idea of of unity i I totally get that and i i even like I made a, I think a post on one of my, uh, on one of my stories talking about, cause I was a little pissed off and I was like, it was more directed at some of the more like larger influencers. Like mm-hmm. I see you guys being quiet and like, that's cool, but it's like, like so but I, it's I, not cool in the same, you know what I mean? I wasn't quiet. Neither was Unavita. We came out, but it was a video of us saying, yeah, you know, we hope our actions as men moving forward in our past is right. what you judge us by. In fact, we didn't. Right, the square. We were not against it. Who gives Black a fuck lives about matter. that square? Right, right dude. And it's like, I, I, my only thing was like, there are some people who are super influential, and it's just like you don't have to like do a whole lot. It could just be as simple as like, man, like I see what's happening in the world right, right. now. Like this is fucked up. Just know, like, say something. You got just, just like, just a little bit of support can yeah. go a long way. It doesn't have to be like this long drawn out thing. Right. But it's just like, man, like we got to start making some changes, and then you know, to the point of like thinking about the dollars like man if you look at these these big cities in these failed states they're blue that's gotta say something and i'm gonna say what do you gotta lose which everyone hates that trump said that yeah but i do have a question is if it's been ran that long by a democratic mayor or count like is it worth trying to change something Dude, I mean, I'd be saying the same exact thing as if it was a Republican-ran city that was just tarnished, sh- right? And, and it struggled, and it wasn't getting any better, right? Eventually, don't you want to try something different, right? To see, I was talking to my friend. I ran into him at the store, and um, he's a black guy, and he was um, telling me because we were having this pretty similar conversation and his mom had some sort of plaque it was like a young republicans plaque yeah. when she was younger and so he started asking her about it and she was like kind of making him hip it's like yeah man like this is you know how i've always voted and and it's just like i feel there, there's a lot of different like things in, in play it's not just one thing but like the, like the social services program has just kind of put a cloud over everybody to where they, yeah. they don't they, they just kind of see what they're getting but you don't realize like what you're not really getting or what the, what the actual cost of that is. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like, I mean, I'm all for like helping people. Like whenever I was 20 years old and you know, my ex-wife and I like found out we were pregnant with, with our son and like, and then he was born. Like 
I was on food stamps for a little bit. And like, so I grew up the same. You know what I mean? So it's like, I really appreciate those programs when, but it's like, I've seen a lot of people abuse that shit. And like, I'll fucking do anything and everything I can to not get the government in my, in my mix and like start taking, like drawing on that shit. You know what I mean? But it's like, I I can appreciate while, like why they are there. But the problem is when you start becoming dependent on that shit, you know what I mean? It's just like, you're worried about all these, these different social programs, but then it's like, you got to pay for those somewhere. Like the money has to come from somewhere. And it, and oh, it's funny because I grew up with a, a mom that worked at um, McDonald's, still does, does, has actually built a career out of it. My dad worked at Walmart, so we were on that threshold of there were plenty of times. And we were, I was, I'm one of four kids. Yeah. So then you get the dependence, and then there's a point where, you, yeah, we were on food stamps. Yeah. And it was like, well, my mom was like, I don't know if I want to take a raise because then it puts you over the threshold where you're making too much. Yeah, man. But not enough to put the extra four or 500 bucks a month. Yeah, so now, you're food. Be- so now you're behind. So now you're behind. So the, it's, dude, it's tough. Dude, it's super tough. And Especially then, being a parent, which I'm not, but, you know, the conversation with my mom was like, I've got to make sure there's food on the table for you guys. I've got more to worry about than just me. So mm-hmm. being a parent, you're like, well, I should take this because it's helping my children. You know what I mean? You're like, we're all just trying to live. Right. You know what I mean? And then, like, what the fuck was I going to say? Um... Oh, I lost a Zach. Fuck, bro. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. So like, people, you know, you know, you want to provide for your family, yeah. and like, it's like, well, how can we like fix? How can we fix some things within the cities, or like help people, you know, be more independent and like start providing for themselves? But it's not incentivized. No. And if we're talking about like inner cities and and like just you know, you know, uh, uh, like black communities, like. Section 8, like, we haven't, well, let me back up for a second. We know there's an issue in, like, single-parent households, like, where there's not, like, a mother and father that, you know, that tends to lead to, like, issues. So it's, like, you see within the black community a lot of times where, like, like, the family unit has been broken up. For multiple reasons, a big a big one will be like the war on drugs. Like the war on drugs was like a war on like people of color and hippies. Yeah. Like that's what it was. So you see a disproportionate amount of people of color being locked up for that. Once you become a felon, you're a fucking slave for life, dude. You can't vote, can't get jobs. Like that fucks up. But then you have these social programs like Section Eight, where it's like, okay, well, a mother, a single mother with her kids can like get super affordable housing and different things. But guess what? A man can't live there. So now you're also, yeah. So now you're also encouraging even more so a a single parent household, which then leads to different issues as the kids grow up. So I didn't even know that. Right. So it's like, there's these, there's multiple things in place to like keep family units broken up, but they're just disguised as like social programs. You know, it's like, that's not helping. Back to questioning everything. Why? Why is that? Right, it's like you gotta ask why. Right. I I mean, it's just, I just feel like they're just you're just trying to keep keep like the the family units broken up. Yeah. Like, and I think it was, I think you, you can go back to like even like maybe like the fifties or even like the sixties, and like if we're talking just black families in in particular, like you had two parent households, and then and then it just changed like crack epidemic and different things and section eight and all these things. It's like, man, you just, you just got to start questioning. You just got to start asking why. And then like back to the, like the democratic party, like they're pushing these programs and they're saying it's helping, but it's not like you look into the cities, 
they're not doing better. So it's like you got to ask yourself. I think Illinois is a great example because the, sh- the, the city of Chicago affects the entire state. Yeah. Like it doesn't represent the state by any not stretch of the imagination, but it completely affects the entire state. And it's like you have a blue city, but probably a red state. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, man, you just got to you just got to look look for yourself, do some research, dude. Yeah, yeah man. I uh I w- I'm going to release this episode about the the conspiracy shit, bro. Dude, it gets deep. Yeah. How how deep have you gone into the deep state shit? Pretty deep. So you saw like about like like the cannibalism and they're all Satan worshippers. All Satan worshippers. Yeah. Dude, I started doing some research, man. <laughs> There's some weird stuff. I went to this website. It's called it's called uh uh is it it's cannibal it's is it cannibalclub.org or something? It's some cannibal fucking um thing in LA. Yeah. And they're talking about we, you know, we serve the elites and you can see like a menu, you can see the people who work there and like it's some crazy shit when you start getting into this stuff and like Jesus. adrenochrome and all that shit, bro. Like what? There's a small truth to everything. I believe it. Well, <laughs> so it's funny when YouTube obviously not Alex Jones has said some weird shit. He says some weird shit. Weird shit. But I remember him talking about Jeffrey Epstein back when I was 16 years old. Really? What was yeah. he saying? Just basically he was the runner for this massive pedophile ring. Mm. Like I remember listening to that and thinking that. And obviously the picture of this weird temple that he has on his island. I remember looking at those images for a long time ago. Yeah. But I didn't really, I kind of, you get busy and I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I wasn't going down the rabbit hole as much. And then when they busted him, I'm like, I fucking knew, I've heard about this stuff for a long, everyone's like, oh my God, we can't believe it. It's like, I remember hearing about this stuff. It wasn't just only Alex Jones, but just some of the YouTube videos of, look at this. Yeah. Like, the, no one wants to talk about this guy. He was arrested in Florida with all those priors. And he, of course, he's a billionaire. He paid off the ju- and got out. Like, yeah. No. And I mean, how many people did he have on the plane? How many kids did he? I mean, it's insane. Did you watch that documentary on I Netflix? Haven't. Is oh. it good? It's all right. Yeah. I mean, it's four parts, so it's not a big commitment. Yeah. Um, but it was just you. You just see it, and it's like he's on parole, breaking law after law after law. And no one does anything. No one does anything. They're like, well, he's a celebrity. How can I? How can I do anything to him? What do you mean? You fucking arrest him. You arrest. <laughs> And also, how is he a celebrity other he's than not, he's just connected? That's it. Like that's nobody, all he was. Yeah. I, I, I was talking to somebody at the gym the other day, and... Um, he didn't kill himself. He, no, he did not do that. He did not kill himself. I promise you. <laughs> From what I understand, there's, like, r- rumors of, like, people could hear him yelling and shit. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's just... Before he died. Right. Yeah. Fuck someone broke Too much neck. coincidence. If there... If, if it looks like a rat, smells like a rat... <laughs> It's a rat. It probably is. It probably is a rat. It probably. You know, but here's the thing, man. We want to act like pedophilia is like this this really weird new thing. Did you see the proposed law recently by somebody in some state that it's um it's a mental disorder? No, I didn't. I, so I, it, it, granted, I saw it on the internet, so it couldn't have been. I could have saw yeah. somebody posted it on Instagram or something. Like, yeah. Proposed lawmaker says it's a mental disorder. Yeah. Is there some truth to that, you think? I mean... I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I, I think... I try not to judge people. Like, I don't... Like, it's not right. Like, you shouldn't be yeah. fucking little kids. Yeah. 
But also it's like, all right, man, well, can you help what you're attracted to? And and the, and then the question becomes: Let's just say, like, That's a slippery slope. It is. It's like, okay, well, what if what if you have this fucking weird attraction, but you know it's wrong? Yeah. Right. It's just like, okay, well, now do you act on it? If you don't, then does that make you a bad person? Like, are we just like putting people like in this box of this taboo subject to where now they can't even get help for their issue, like in a, in a healthy way? Yeah. You know what I mean? So then they just like live in silence. And then, but then you got these other fuckers who actually act on it. Yeah. But this shit's been going on forever. Yeah. Forever. Even here in the States, it wasn't that long ago people were marrying teenagers, like right. grown-ass men marrying teenage girls. Sure. I'm pretty sure in tech, somewhere, like, they just had to chase. Like, you can still get married at, like, 14 as long as you have parent consent. Somebody was telling me here in Missouri, I think we were, like, one of the last states to change the law. But, like, you, yeah, it was, like, 15 here in Missouri. Yeah. Or 14, one of the two. Like, we're one of the last ones to change it. <laughs> Dude, fucking Greek philosophers, Plato, Socrates, Aristotle, like, what do you think they're doing to their students? They're fucking them. Really? Yeah, bro. All these guys who studied under these, these like, these teachers, these philosophers, these people who held, like, high places in society, those teachers were fucking their students, bro. They've been going on a long time. Long, long time long long time so it's just like there's something to that like yeah. rich people fucking kids fuck it's, it's sick it really is but it's almost too big and too disgusting and too horrific for people to accept that it's actually possible right like they don't want to face it right but I mean somebody felt like it was worth protecting right yeah I mean, Alex Jones proved that rich people are like, there are some rich people who do this weird satanic cult shit. He, yep. has, he has it on video. Yep. So it's like, you're just going to ignore that? Yes. Dude, I sometimes wonder, I used to have this tattoo, or this tattoo artist, and he would always tell me about how... Um, now we're getting into it. <laughs> how like Hollywood... Um, so that is one documentary I watched, and I'll send it to you. But basically, the CIA has been known... Um, to use Hollywood, to use that as a mind control action movies, all that stuff is yeah a type of way to mind control people. One hundred percent, dude. And like proven even, program. Even the name Hollywood, I get, was apparently like this type of wood that like yeah. wizards or some yep. shit used. And it's like so, like I ask myself, like, all right, man, well, how much of the shit that they're putting on there is just like a slow drip of like real information right. to like desensitize you to it or just to make you feel like it's not real because now it was presented to you in a fictional way. Right. You know what I mean? I watched this movie called, um, I think it was called hide and seek. And, um, it was about, uh, the super rich family. They've been rich for fucking ever. And, but they have this pact with the devil and yeah. like they play this game and you each draw this card. And like, if, if you draw this hide and seek card, now the family needs to like kill you. No shit. Before, a, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, they got to kill you before the end of the night, before morning, or else they all fucking die. And um, it's like, whoa, fuck, man. Like, you just show me this shit in a movie, but it's like, is there some truth to that? Right. Like, are they just, like, slow-dripping information to you, man? Like, aliens, for example, all this shit's going on, man. We're going to slip this one out there. Hey, aliens are real. They basically did. That's exactly what they fucking did. <laughs> They're like, oh, by the way, here's some declassified uh, right. videos and documents. Right. And uh, yeah, it's all real. Yeah. Like, it's no news, no talk about. Like, what the fuck, bro? Dude. What is going on? Well, and especially with 
no matter what you listen to, whether it's Fox, whether it's CNN or MSNBC or NBC or ABC, it's all ran by basically two corporations. When you start trickling up, like we were saying before this, follow the money of where it all, it's all ran by the same dudes. Yeah. Do you need any more ice? No, I'm I, good. I can get you some. Um, dude, I saw Jeff Bezos owns Washington Post. Yeah. That's interesting. He's getting ready to buy AMC. I saw that. That's Why would he want to own the 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 venues that people watch Hollywood movies? Right. Why would he want to do that? And it's interesting. It's because he's a movie buff, and he wants to own it so he can take his family in. And I'm sure the lockdown had nothing to do with him acquiring them. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, that wasn't probably any strategic move at all. Dude, it's just, you got to ask questions. There's some weird weird things out there dude you know what's fucking me up is people talking about this second spike like the second spike of coronavirus and they'll use um like the the 1918 spanish flu as an example and how there was this huge ass like this is the first spike and here we are and then there's this massive second spike it's like well a couple things there buddy First of all, 1918, they didn't know shit about healthcare. Right. Like, that's a big thing. And they couldn't spread. If anyone found anything out, there's no way to spread the news. Like, hey, guys, over here. Right. <laughs> and then also, the second spike was in, like, September, October, November, like, in the fall. Well, what's happening in the fall? Well, you're inside more. Yep. It's getting colder outside. There's less daylight. And then back then, people are on shitty diets. Yeah. So it's like, of course, people caught more so in, like, in, during that time. Like... That's when people get sick. Yeah. You know, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're getting less sunlight, you're not exercising, like you're not doing these things, of course there's going to be a second yeah. spike. Like that's just fucking common sense, dude. But then they're just like, be ready for the second spike. They're slowly prepping. Dude, I'm terrified of this virus that 99.894% people survive. That's so <laughs> Like what the fuck? I will not be getting the vaccine. No fucking way, bro. No. Not just because I don't want to say I don't believe. I believe COVID and Corona is real. I just the fact that it's a rush job too. Like yeah. instead of trying to come up with a vaccine that usually takes what three four years, they're going to get it done in twelve months. Like how do you know what you know? And the fact that all of a sudden they started rolling out these free antibody testings. Like yeah, I guess it'd be cool to know if you had it, but if you had it, why would you want to? What are they doing? What's it matter? Right. And then now they're saying if you're asymptomatic, you can't really transfer it anyway. <laughs> Also, that really bothered me because the and it scared the shit out of me at the beginning was I may not know I have it and I'm spreading it to people. Right. That was the big thing, right? I can't go see my grandparents. I wanted to limit exposure to anybody because what if I'm the person that has it? I don't have symptoms, but I'm just killing people. Did you think about the amount of people who died alone because of this? Because they didn't, cause their family member didn't want right. to give it to them. Like, right. That was that's that's the big thing, right? Because it went from one extreme, like, hey, you probably have it, and you're probably don't go see anybody because you're gonna give it to them, right? And that's the deadliest way. And then to say it's very rare, I was like, fuck you, right? You scared the shit out of me, dude. We were all on edge. It's just like I don't. And then just and then to go swing the other way and say, well, it's actually very rare for you to be asymptomatic and spread it to somebody, right? Like, I didn't see my grandparents for two months, right? <laughs> for what? Because the fire's going to kill them. Right. No, I know why, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, for nothing, essentially, right. right? And it's like, and then they tell you you can't really even get it from surfaces. Right. Meanwhile. And the, how many times did you see those news stories of, it can live up to a plastic for 14 days, and you're like, I remember people spraying Amazon, like, 
dude, my girlfriend Deja, like we'd get packages left and right, and she's just she's spraying them down, yeah. and she's wiping them, or she'll go put them in the fucking garage and leave what them there. They live on metal for th- th- three weeks. You're like, holy shit, what is this stuff? Yeah, but you know the packages didn't stop. Amazon nope. kept coming. Nope. <laughs> kept coming. Just kept on coming. It just took a little bit longer to open them. <laughs> Dude, also, also, you're worried about catching it from people, but it's like, I can't tell you how many times I ordered out during that time and went and picked it up. Right. Like, okay, those people are touching my food. Those people are... <laughs> we didn't really limit that much interaction. We just no. did it in a different way. <laughs> Whatever. It, And the fact that my industry was so impacted negatively with bars and restaurants that you couldn't, that you weren't allowed to have people there but you could have 50, 60, 70 people in fucking line at Walmart. Dude. Like, they were at the beginning of this. It, they they got me. They stooped me. They got us all. That uh, I was in line at Schnucks, in, and it's no bad-mouthing Schnucks, but our local grocery store, and they only had one cashier, and the line to check out was, rat, like, down an aisle, wrapped around, and I'm standing there, with my mask on, grocery cart full of food, and I'm just terrified because we're all in the same line like cattle. Yeah. I'm like, if I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it right now. And I'm like, fuck this. So I left the cart and left because I was like, this is so ill rant. Like, I'm like, yeah. this isn't safe. Right. Dude. Yeah. I don't even like wearing masks. Well, I don't even. I don't. Yeah. Anymore. I don't. And I stopped real quickly once I started asking questions. Yeah. Doing some actual research. And obviously, there's immune compromised people, which I'm lucky enough that I'm not. That probably should be careful. But I mean, it was I was just like, dude, like you said, whether you were at a bar, or restaurant, or Lowe's, like it was just funny. I thought how they funneled people to these businesses that were, that you know are too big to fail. Yeah, right. Lowe's, not the small. They they get killed small businesses, dude. It's but, like and they drove everybody to everybody else. You can go to Home Depot, but you can't go to like your little local Ace Hardware store ran right. by your you know small no. business guy. And it's like, what do you mean? Like, there's gonna be right. less people in that business, right? You, oh, I can't, I can't. You're not spreading people out. You're sending them all to one fucking location. Exactly. I can't go to my barber shop, yeah. and you know they have two or three barbers in there. You know. Right. But no, you send everybody to Walmart to buy clippers. Yeah. Okay, that doesn't seem make. (laughs) Yeah, it just it just doesn't make sense if you just start using your brain. Like you said, we're conspiracy theorists because we think it was strategic. Well, it was a little weird. A little weird. I mean, a lot of people only couldn't go to church. Really benefited, but you go to Walmart. Yeah. I'm not the most religious guy, but I understand. You know, I believe in 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 freedom of religion. You couldn't go to church. With 30 people, but you go to Walmart with 60 people. Right. You couldn't go to your local restaurant, but you can go to Lowe's to get to clear clean the – it was just like, okay. Dude, what really fucked me up was whenever I learned that there's, I think, 30,000 deaths attributed to a 1% increase in unemployment. And we were at like 15% up, so it's about 450,000 deaths to suicide because of unemployment, essentially. Like <laughs> – what about all those deaths? Right. What? Who gives a fuck about those? So many people are just like in financial ruin right now. Bad. Bad. And like, guess what? Lenders are still taxing on interest. Yep. You know, like fucking landlords are still collecting rent. You yep. know what I mean? Like, what are people, how, how, how are people going to recover from this? I was looking, dude, the Great Depression lasted like 12 or 13 years or some shit like that. That's a long fucking time. 
I, I'm just I'm just curious what are going to be the repercussions from this, like long term, like twelve years. Holy shit! Like we finally, I think, um, I think it was like two thousand. I'm probably wrong on this, but I think it was like two thousand eight. Like the economy started. Well, uh, maybe later than that. When when did the economy crash? It was oh eight oh nine oh eight oh seven yeah yeah so maybe it was like twelve or somewhere around there like it started like upticking either way yeah. whenever it started upticking like it just kept rising 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 and because of this COVID shit it finally broke like the longest yeah. like streak of like good economics we've had in the U S dude and it's I remember I forget the numbers it was so bad so these numbers are not exact, but I remember it being so astronomical. I was like, okay, so say a thousand people died in Missouri. Yeah. Of those people younger than 70 that had died, it was like 10. <laughs> the The average age of death for COVID was older than the average age of death. So Say that again for the people out there. <laughs> yeah. So the average age of, of like of death is like 77 or yeah. some shit like that. And I think the average age of death from COVID was like 80. <laughs> like what so you're telling me that um it's it's killing people older than they normally live anyway right yeah i don't think this is working i gotta hit start over here right, we're good. still talking though we're still talking right um but yeah dude like that doesn't that doesn't make any fucking sense at all none this is why i need rick here dude <laughs> oh that's why all right For the listeners here, I'm, I'm changing out my fucking memory card because I ran out of memory on that one. <laughs> uh, the video is not that important to me. It's more important to my video guy than it is to me. Right. <laughs> Those guys are so anal about it. Does Oliver ever get on your nerves with how, like, how much he cares about the video? Yes. <laughs> it's like, Lighting's hey, everything. I never realized how important lighting is. Dude, lighting is so important. That's why I have three of them <laughs> I here. I know. But it's just like... Hey, it's not that important, buddy. Right. Oh, there we go. Now we're rocking and rolling. Dude, yeah, it's... And I think, like you said, not only with the financial ruin of people, suicide rates, but just the fear. Fear is a fucking powerful thing. Dude. Very, very powerful. That'll fuck up your immune system. Just, oh, absolutely. Living in fear. Your you would know better than I do. Cortisol Stress has got to be terrible for... Oh, it's, it's it's awful for you, dude. It, right, dude. Stress is like a pack of cigarettes a day. No shit. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's equivalent. So if you're just constantly stressed the fuck out, like you might as well just be smoking cigarettes. Jeez. And then if you compound compound that with like shitty food yeah. and no sleep, no and exercise, no exercise, because you're inside. Because you're inside. You know, not getting enough water. Like nobody's having the conversation of, well, how can I improve my immune system? No one's having that conversation. Right. It's always about just stay away from everybody else. It's not like, well, what can I do to possibly... Doesn't that we- so, from what I understand, wouldn't... Oh, we're going to go down the rabbit hole. Let's do it. Wouldn't being inside, not exposed to anyone or anything, actually technically weaken your immune system? Yes. It'll make it worse. It'll- so, for them to tell us to stay indoors, stay away from everybody and everything actually do more harm to us all of the advice was counterproductive for your health and immune system 
Okay. It really was. Because here's... I know we don't have the scientific information on hand, but that's probably easily proven. Yeah, 100%. Well, here's the thing. Like, there is some evidence, like, showing um, how just, you know, vitamin D can can be beneficial to help fight COVID and shit like that. Like, it's not a cure or anything like that. But, like, number one source of vitamin D is sunlight. And we're in the time now where people are, like, spring and and summer. That's when everybody wants to be outside. But guess what? Everybody's inside. So when you're inside, you're getting less vitamin D, getting less fresh air. Like, that sunlight is so important. But we're not getting it. Like, it's going to make you more sick. It just will. It's fucking crazy. People look at you like you're crazy if you're outside walking around. I see people in their cars and they're outside walking around or different, they have masks on. Right. What are you doing? Right. You're out. You're out in nature. Like no right. one's around you. Why do you have a mask on? Right. It's crazy. And then, like you said, the fear piece of it. But you feel bad too because I know some immune compromised people, and that look at me and they're like, I can't believe you're not doing that. And I'm like, oh, that's I understand, but I mean, the, it has driven people so into fear. Yeah. That they look at me like I'm an animal. Yeah. They look like us that we're even having this conversation like, I can't believe that you would question the people in power would actually try to hurt us. When has the government ever had the people's best interest in mind? <laughs> right? Like, like, like when? Like, even here in St. Louis, there I'm was... probably the, getting bugged right now. Probably. Your phone, <laughs> dude. Your phone is on no all the time, dude. <laughs> like, even here in St. Louis, like, the government ran a study on the inner city where they like poisoned people in the inner city i wish I, I wish i had it pulled up here and then there was um there was a great oh yeah look at uh what was the documentary on hbo um about how they were dumping the manhattan project stuff um all over in st louis and they took forever like you saw the McClure area have yeah, there atomic home front. Atomic home front. Yeah, yes. dude, it's just it's just right up here in Bridgeton by the it airport. It took them fucking forty years. It's still happening. Right. Like they're not dumping shit, but like I mean that site is still up here in Earth. What City. is it called? A um, not a super zone. What do you call it? I don't know. I forget. I don't know, but the the correlation between that and like cancer in North yeah. County is fucking right. astronomical. This is bother me. It was literally. Uh, super fun site. That's what it is. Before I even had to Google it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what it is. Super fun site. There's literally like eight in the world. Oh, actually, there's there's a whole lot of them. There's 42 of them in the U.S. And that is considered like you're deep doo doo. Dude, I have a With friend. Radiation and cancer, but it takes them so long to admit their mistake. Just just do the right thing. Right. Dude, I have a friend who's lived in North County basically his whole life. And he can remember when he was a kid, like, going up there and, like, playing in that right. shit. Like, what, bro? There was a uh, an experiment called the Tuskegee Experiment. Like, uh, I don't know how long ago it was. But what the government did was they basically took a black community and, uh, and infected them all with, with syphilis. What the fuck? Dude. And then they studied them. And like in the just, they just waited to see what happened. And then even after they found out that um, penicillin helped with syphilis, they still didn't give it to them. It's a real life experiment. Anybody can look it up. Seriously. Seriously, bro. Like they specifically did it to a black community to study syphilis. So to say that the government doesn't do shit like that, you're just be, right. you're just being blind. You can't put blind faith in people. Because people are fucked up. That's what they're taught to do, right? I guess that's that's the whole point is that's what they're taught to do. 
Yeah. Right? They're taught to listen to Fox. They're taught to listen to CNN. They're taught to limit. I mean, it, it's so funny to see the, the, the videos of when it's all of the um, all the anchors from every different news channel, and they're all saying the same exact words. Yeah. Like, this week and this, and it's all the same exact language. You're like, what in the fuck? It's like you're in the Truman Show, for Christ's sake. I can't say the last time I've watched a major I can't. Like, news channel. <laughs> Another thing that fucking just irritated me so bad during this whole thing was no matter what news network you turned on, it was cases and it was deaths. Yeah. Why can't you just put the recovered number up there? Why do you refuse yeah. to re- put the recovered number up there? Right. It was almost like a blatant, like, we're not saying how many people have recovered from this. Right. No matter where you turned. It was cases, and it was deaths, and that was it. Right. Dude, people revel in that shit. Like, they just want to live in the negative. Like, they want to argue. Like, they just... I, like, the, the same the same guy who's, like, lived in North County his whole life. Um, like, I would visit him... And he was always watching the news constantly. And he's like, oh, man, I don't ever really pay attention to that. But, it's, but bro, it's always on. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Like, you it's are. Almost, it's almost worse to be having it on and it hitting your subconscious yeah. than you <laughs> actually sitting down and trying to be like, well, that may not be true. <laughs> right. Like, nobody wants to, like, have those conversations for some reason. But it's like, you have to. Right. Like, if you want to invoke any sort of change, if you want to do better for yourself and your family, you got to start reading in between the lines and just yeah. understanding like people are people. Right. You know what I mean? Like sometimes they just do what's in their, in their own best interest. Right. And it may not just be one person. You know what I mean? Like we're talking conspiracists, just like, or conspiracies. It's like, it's, it may not be, you know, this one group fucking making all the decisions, but you know, they compartmentalize everything right. and everything. Everybody's on a need to know basis. Right. You know, somebody knows everything. I don't right. know who the fuck it is, but like, the way you get away with this shit is just like just just let people know what they need to know and just make sure they do their fucking job. Right. It's fucking crazy, man. And the symbolism when you start going into the conspiracy things, some of the symbolism is fucking real weird. Yeah. Like that's where the coincidences of not so much Illuminati but more of the the Satanist Satan worship things start getting really really weird. Like, yeah. Wait till I'll show you. I'll send you that documentary about the FBI and. It's a guy who was a stuntman in Hollywood. Um, I forget the name of it. They probably brainwashed me, so I wouldn't remember <laughs> the fucking name of it. Um, but basically, you know, he started hearing these things, these rumors, and he was a stuntman, and just started looking around, and you would hear things, and then you got two of the guys that come out, and they're like, yeah, man, there were some really weird things happening, and the fact that, you know, how Hollywood started, the name of it, some of the things that some of these stars do that were nobodies. And then the symbolism in um, some of their videos, like all that stuff. Like, well, it was just in their music video. If you think about it, you know anything about fit? Like the sets are picked for a reason. The the artwork for an album cover is picked and designed specifically. Yeah. Like and you may not think it, but it may be subliminal completely. In that uh, Follow the Cabal documentary... Um, it was like a ten part series, and I, I guess it got blacklisted, yes. like shadow banned or whatnot. Um, but they're talking about the symbolism, like I guess like symbols of pedophilia, yeah, and and uh, and like how they're everywhere, 
And uh, they were even talking about how, like, Anthony Bourdain was against it and talking about, like, Lincoln Park and um, what was it? Chester? Chester. Chester, yeah. yeah. And, like, how, like, the Lincoln Park symbol is, like, it's almost like a like a broken pedophilia symbol to, like, show the, the like, I don't know, like, I guess the fight against it. It's like everyone wants, and I'm not a Hillary Clinton fan, that's fine. It doesn't mean I don't believe in some of the Democratic Party's principles. Right. But the whole Pizzagate thing, everyone wanted to dismiss yeah. immediately. But there are some. Why would John Podesta right. email certain, like, the way he talked, you're like, what? Okay, that's fine. They said, okay, well, it's not kind of, that's not real. It's not real. He's supposed to be Lester's dad, apparently. Really? I think I think it's that guy. Okay. And they look just alike. Yeah. If it's the guy I'm thinking of. But it's like some of the things about, well, let's have a bite to eat at four, you know, these times and these terms. Everyone debunked Pizzagate, but no one had a reason for the way he was talking. Like You can read the emails and you're like, what the fuck is this? No one talks like this. Right, right. Alex Love Jones a slice of cheese pizza at 4 a.m. Dude, Alex like, Jones, what? he fucked that one up because yeah. he like exposed it and then he started saying Sandy Hook was not real and can't say that shit, man. No. And then he doubled down on it. Yep. He totally fucked that one up. tripled down. They yeah. shut him down. Yeah, he fucked up on that one, bro. Yeah. Like... Why would they shut him down, though? That's <laughs> now that I'm saying that, like, why did they shut him down for removed saying that? Removed his apps, removed everything. Apparently, that's one of the reasons why Joe Rogan signed this deal with Spotify. Um, Wants he, to go more down the rabbit hole? Well, it's like he got tired of the censorship from YouTube. Huh. Because they would pull some of his episodes if he, like, played a clip or, you know, music or something. and. And then uh, they would also, like, demonetize certain episodes for that reason. Really? And um, I, rumor is episode one, whenever he's, like, officially on Spotify, is going to be Alex Jones. That's the rumor. No way. That's the rumor. That's the rumor. So that's going to be huge. Dude. Because all his video and audio is going exclusive to Spotify. So there'll be some overlap. Um, from like September through the end of the year, but then I think like one one is just exclusively Spotify. It's all gonna be over there, dude. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Like, so that's where you almost have a fine line of, okay, YouTube's a private organization; they can pick what's on their platform, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they can't. You know, but then you can't choose who you censor or not. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, well, you get so big, you kind of cross over into this public domain where it's like, are you, so. are you any, are you still a public or a, a private thing anymore? Right. You know, Facebook, Twitter, like, are these things still private? Like, I get it. Like, there are they are private, right? So, like, in a technical sense, like, they can as far as corporate structure, yeah, they can do whatever they want. But it's like you are you've you've crossed over into this new thing, and we need to adjust for the times. Like, you can even take that like to our cost to our constitution like to say that this document that was written 300 plus years ago is just perfect is it like there's no, no there's no revisions we can't make like we can't make some fucking changes like i don't understand we've had we've added amendments and different things but then it just becomes like layer upon layer upon layer upon layer it's like how smart were those fucking guys though yeah they were – you know what's funny, dude? You like, want to talk about different backgrounds. Dude. Different, different dudes from different parts of the world and country, like – and they came and wrote that? Yeah. I mean, People don't realize that it was only like 30% of the country that actually supported that revolution. No shit. Dude, it's small – yeah, it's the minority. Changed the fucking world. Wow. Yeah, dude. 
It's not the majority who makes change. It's, no, it's not the, at all. It's the minority. It's the people who are willing to fucking do the when work. When I think it's, and I, I'll be honest, when I text you, I was like, dude, oh, come on. Like, I wanted to. One, to have tough, com- like, conversations for change and conversations to actually impact people are fucking hard. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, if you... We're saying some unpopular shit right, right now. Right. And we could be totally fucking wrong. Totally. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that, too. If I get new information, I'll change my mind. Right. I'll be totally... I'll, I will be proven... It's okay, and I think that's where people's egos get into it, and you start losing track of what's going on. Like, it's okay to be wrong. Yeah, it right? is. Somebody asked me this question. I was going to ask you. Is what if you had a racist friend? So, I'm sure I do. If I had a white a white friend I knew and was really close, and I just found out he was a racist, what would I do? It's tough. And I was like, you know what? And It's a tough question. And I, I don't know if my answer's right, but before I ask you what you would do, what I would do is I think growing up in a locker room and growing up with sports, when you in military, other people like that, once you have a goal in common, it doesn't matter whether you're brown, white, yellow, pink, like you guys are a team. I think the team atmosphere is something that's missed a lot where if I had somebody that, a friend that all of a sudden was like, I hate black people. You wouldn't want to just, me personally, I wouldn't want to just say, I want nothing to do with you. Right. Because then that person's going out into the world. That That's just, you're not helping. Right. I would almost want to say, okay, why? Why do you feel that way? Right. Let me introduce you to five black guys, five Mexican guys that I love and trust with my, my you know, my girlfriends, my, my family. I would have in my home and break bread with them. Yeah. And almost try to change their mind yeah you can't be so quick to dismiss people you can't figure out otherwise why. nothing's going to change right because if i just said well fuck you well then now you're putting them in well, oh well fuck okay well fuck you yeah now you're gonna they're gonna you, you're even they're, more they're isolated gonna dig their heels in yes for sure well i mean yeah if you had to would you is that <laughs> i definitely have I, to. there's no right answer but i would say the early dismissal of somebody is hard, like if we're gonna try to change people's mind, and racism is something that is, I don't have an ounce of it in my heart, and I don't believe in it at all. And there are still a lot of people that do, and it's sad. And it's like, okay, well, how do we expose some of these people? That like, why do you feel this? Why why is this in you? Is it because what you're watching? Is it because the conversations? Because you and I are big believers in. You are who you hang around, right? Yeah. So if all you hang around is your fucking uncles and dads and they just grew up that way with rebel flags and yeah. we're from the South, this is what we do, that's all you're going to know and believe. Mm-hmm. Where if you start exposing people to, hey, no, that's, come on now. Yeah. You got to leave with love and compassion. Yes. And just try to understand, just like figure out why are they thinking like with, with everything going on right now, man, like I've had conversations and like, it's creating more of a divide. It really is. It really, really is. But you got to have the conversations and it's like, after you've had the conversation and it's like, you got to at least try. If you didn't yeah. try first and then you just like put them to the side, like you're I, I do up. agree. There's a point where it's like, okay, you do have to cut off. Yeah, it's like, man, I obviously can't, we, we can't 
continue this discourse right. because you're just setting your ways and you're not even like open. And I may not be right in everything, but it's just like you're not even like open and open to like maybe evaluate why you think the right. way you think or you feel the way you feel. Because I've even had to do it, man. Like, so I'm mixed and like I pretty much predominantly grew up around white people. Yeah. For the most part. And it's like I had and even sometimes still have like this unconscious thing to where I am more comfortable around white strangers than I am black strangers. And that's something where I really, I had, that's not, that's, that's fucking, it's, it's, I don't even like saying that out loud, yeah. but it's like, but it's the truth. And it's something I had to like come to terms with. And I had to like realize like, well, why the fuck do I think that way? Yeah. Like, why do I feel that way? It's like, once I start talking to anybody, like I don't have any issues with any groups of people, but like there was this unconscious fear that I had and it's just like why why did I have that and it's like some of it's just like what do you see on TV dude like I think that's the problem though too not to cut you off people don't ask that why people don't want to be comfortable facing what they're uncomfortable with right right like why do like you just said why do I have that People don't want to confront that. You have to. You have to. And sometimes it's like you're not going to like the answer. <laughs> you know? And it's like – and sometimes it, it starts making you like a conspiracy theorist because yeah. it's like when you look on the news, if if a white person gets arrested, they show a nice family photo. But if a black person does – or not arrested or something happens, they start showing, you know, fucking uh, mug shots and different things. It's yeah. like – it's like or like a victim. Like these yeah. people – both these people are victims, but you're making yeah. you're you're painting a picture of one versus the other. I shared a um, a clip. I think it was from Fox News, and it was this. I, I don't know who the reporter chick is, but like she was talking That's about a lost profession. What is reporting? Oh yeah, <laughs> they don't they don't report shit. No, but like she was talking about like uh, how LeBron James and somebody else should just shut up and dribble. Uh, was it Laura Ingram? Probably. Might have been. Yeah. It's probably her. And uh, just talking that shit, and it's like, dude, LeBron James has surpassed every expectation yes. ever. Like, the dude was a millionaire at 17, signed to fucking Nike. Yeah. Like, Shut up and actually report the news. Yeah, <laughs> right? And But then, but then, like, it was shut up and dribble, but then all of a sudden Drew Brees comes out and, like, starts talking about how he doesn't, you know, support some shit. Like, you know, you should respect the flag, which... I can I can respect that message. Like I've even gotten like there's sometimes in the past where I'm just like I've went hard on people for like saying like fuck the flag and different things because I have a lot of friends who have fucking served and like I know yeah. people who have died for that fucking flag and like whether you agree or disagree with like the current state of affairs and like where we are as a country, the ideal of what that is supposed to represent, like don't fucking disrespect that. Like I'm right. I'm about that. But, like, Drew Brees made these comments pretty recently, and it's just like, hey, bro, like, you're being super insensitive to the times. Like, I understand your message, and I don't think your message is necessarily wrong, but it's not right for right now. Yeah. You should probably shut the fuck up. Yeah. And then he got a lot of blowback because of that. He got a lot. And that's where <laughs> I hope it. I think – I think it changed his mind. I don't know Drew Brees at all. I've never known right. nothing. I don't know the guy. But there's another another. If you're gonna have a principle to stand on, also don't be a puss about it. Right. 
Right. I think he thought he was going to get more backup than he did. Yeah. And he got none. He got none. And he realized, oh, shit, I fucked up. Yeah. It's like, well, listen, bro. Are you going to change your mind because you're actually changing your mind? Or are you changing your mind because everybody on your own team is like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Yeah. Dude, I mean, he's in a predominantly black city. Right. Like, he fucked up big time on that one. And that sucks, too, because you and well, we don't know, but... I, at least what I hear about Drew Brees is he does a lot for, for his community. For the community, I'm sure he's a great guy. Which is a predominantly guy. black community. Right. Like, I'm sure he doesn't have a racist bone in his body. I'm sure he's a great guy. Sure he is, but he just, like you said, there's a time where it's like, this isn't the time to take that stand. Yeah, you fucked up, bro. Like, yeah. you're, But then Lord Ingram is like, well, he's just a person and he should have an opinion and and he's just a, and he's a good Christian man. And it's just like, oh, well, now the narrative and the tone just changed when the color right. changed. Like, that's interesting. Like, right. come on, people. Like, do you not see what's happening right. here? Like, that's what creates those unconscious biases. Right. Like, that people don't realize that they have. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like you said, you're listening to the news in the background. Right. Starts putting these things unconsciously in your head that you don't even realize what's going right. on. And I think that was, <laughs> coming from a white person, there's a time where, yeah, that's like the whole Blackout Tuesday. My the feeling behind it was, it's time to amplify people of color. Yeah, it's time to amplify. Granted, I don't know if the blackout thing was the best way to do it, but yeah, it's time for people's voices to be heard. We need some not real mine. change. Not mine. Yeah, it's time for your voice to be heard. It's time for other people's voices to be heard, because I know good cops. Yes, but, but that dude was straight up killed. Murdered him, dude. Straight murdered him. Like, what the fuck? And I think it, like, and obviously you hear reports about it. they know each other, and people are like, whoa, oh, they knew each other. That's even worse. Apparently, I saw a video. Oh, I, not it's like me, oh, I'm a cop, and I arrest you, and I know you. I'm like, eh, yep. Yep. I saw a video of a guy who was a coworker with both of them, and apparently they butted heads, is what is what he was saying. Right. And the owner said that they knew each other, so it's just like, What's really happening here? Right. I, and then going to conspiracy shit, I heard somebody say that uh, that George Floyd was a Mason, and, and I've the other seen guys that one Freemason. floating around too. So I, I, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I haven't researched it yet, yeah, but I, I heard either. that. But either way, it's just like, what's really happening? Right. You know what I mean? It's like, man, it's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. Um, you know what I did see uh, talking about conspiracies? Um, you know, like like Mel Gibson. Well, Mel Gibson and Brad Pitt both have, like, come out pretty much just talking about, like, how fucked up Hollywood is. And all this. Really? Dude. Well, I know Mel, Bix- Mel Gibson's been blackballed a few times, Yeah, well, too. Uh, we'll get to Mel Gibson, but, like, <laughs> I think it was I think it was Brad Pitt who said, like, people think Hollywood is about movies. Like, it's about power and money and all these other things. Movie- actually, look how they make the movie. It's really fucking stupid. Movies are just a byproduct, he said. Yeah. And then, like... Mel Gibson was talking about how like Hollywood's just paved in blood and all this shit, and I'm so I started thinking. I'm like, man, did they just like character assassinate that guy? Because sure, he's I'm sure he's fucking crazy to a degree. Like, kind of have to be crazy to be a really good actor. Mm-hmm. But it's just like what's, you're you're actually literally, physically, emotionally, spiritually trying to live in someone else's shoes, a character's shoes all the time, right? Especially when you're at that high level like that. Right. Like you live, you're you're getting paid to play pretend. Yes. That's your whole life. And you better be fucking good at it. Right. <laughs> so it's just like, man, did he start speaking out? And then they're just like, this guy's fucking crazy. And then they just fucking character assassinate him. And then it's just like you just discredit everything he said. like. Well, and it's also like the Harvey Weinstein. That dude has been an animal for fucking decades. Yeah. But until one person said something at the right moment, yeah, you, you started a movement, the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. which was great. 
But everybody knew that fucker was a jerk off. Everybody Ooh. knew it. Everybody knew it. Yep. Everybody knew Jeffrey. Everybody knew it. Dude, everybody fucking knew it. I um, and you see, it's funny because you're like, you see the things about the Simpsons predict the future or <laughs> this Family Guy. I mean, they had Kevin Spacey running out of a little dude's basement, a little guy's basement, in an episode of Family Guy fucking ten years ago. Yeah, they had Harvey. They had Harvey Weinstein joke on The Simpsons twelve years ago. It's like, what did they know? Right, because everybody knew it. It's not a secret. No, it's really not. But we try to act like it is. It, fu- it, it, it fucks me up, dude. It really, really does. Um, it's interesting. I didn't realize Brad Pitt and those guys were really coming out. Well, because Brad Pitt was. Um, can't remember what girl he was dating at the time but uh harvey weinstein like put a move on her and he was like dude i'll fucking kill you if yeah. you come near her again and then he just started talking shit and obviously it hasn't affected his career right you're fucking brad pitt right but it's just like why is he saying that right why is he saying that like what's really happening dude like those those people when you have a lot of money like that like you feel like you can do anything absolutely and you don't live in reality no like <sighs> I've only been to L.A. one time. I've never been. But California people are for sure different mm-hmm. than Midwest people. Like, they just are. I really like I really like California people because they, uh, like, they're big thinkers. Yeah. They don't really have probably the same work ethic we do here in the Midwest, but they think big. Yeah. And they won't shoot. They won't it's shoot. a big part of it. They won't shoot down your dreams, huh. which is pretty cool. Because, like, you I mean, you know, do you start talking to people around here, like – Start telling them all your plans and all the shit you got going, and then they're fucking their eyes get all glossed over. And they're what like, are you talking about? It's like I'm just gonna shut up now. Right. <laughs> but you're out there. Everyone's trying to make it. Everybody's trying to make it. So it's like I can respect that, but it's like those people don't live in reality. Yeah. Those people who are super rich. So it's like there has to be something to what they're saying. Yeah. Fuck, dude. There has. To, it's just there's. <laughs> maybe the title of the episode should just be ask questions <laughs> maybe it will be or why just ask fuck yeah like why why is all this right like what's happening why do these people pass this certain law or bill does it make sense you know i feel, feel like common sense has been lost in a lot of the way one we communicate just in general like the as being a business owner, social media is a crucial aspect yeah. to any brand, mm-hmm. personal brands, mm-hmm. to 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 a podcast. Absolutely, but it's just like it is not the avenue or the voice or the venue to try to actually have those tough conversations at all. No, it's not. It's just like an echo chamber, right? People just want to get their fucking opinion out there. Right. They don't want to have conversations. They want to ask hard questions. It's just you can see so many people are trained to think a certain way. Yeah. You know, what I mean? even with something as simple as alcohol, like, like we can go to any store and get alcohol, and we're sitting here drinking, and like this is a drug like anything else. Mm-hmm. Like it really is. But like we want to compare it all the time to like cannabis, for example. They're not really the same thing. No, which I'm a big advocate of. Yeah, I smoke weed every day. Oh, like it's 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 not the same fucking thing, but we always want like everybody's been conditioned to compare the two. Oh, I saw the best Elon Musk tweeted. You want to talk about a guy that's and I I must assume when you say go down the rabbit hole is another way to say take the red pill. Yeah. Which a lot of people, and I did this on my story once. Was how many people then there were a lot of people and I don't judge if nobody wants to know the truth. Like, if you found out I was the biggest piece, if you could find out 
your hero, your this guy, your idol, was the biggest piece of shit ever, scumbag, Satan worshiper. Your favorite musician or actor is really doing these horrible. What do you want to know? Good question. There are a lot of people that don't. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are fine. And that's fine. Because they're just entertaining. Right. There's a lot of people. But then you start getting into, okay, well, what about these politicians? And you start. So. Oh, fuck. I lost my train of thought. The tequila's kicking in. Yeah, man. I'm feeling good. (laughs) It was. um, It's so good. Going down the rabbit hole. Oh, how go talk about marijuana. How that the war on what they've done to marijuana, but allowed with alcohol of how quickly marijuana was outlawed and then became an essential business. Yeah. Yeah. Like not that long ago. <laughs> like all of a sudden it went from being a federal, like you're going to prison to, oh shit, it's essential. There are still people serving life for this. Right. We There's, still, we come still, on. we still have people. I uh, had a guy on the podcast. Oh God damn it. Because the government can make money off of it. Like, come on. Don't like people need to wake up to that fact. Yeah. Like this thing, marijuana went from, like you said, there's still people serving life. Yeah. Their lives are ruined to it was an essential business in Illinois. It was essential. Dude, you go across the board and there was a line out the door. Dude, people people are gonna always alter consciousness. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what this guy's name was that I had on the podcast. But it was I think Elon was the one and he even said yeah. I might not get in trouble for saying this. He made that post. He's yeah. like he's like, Yeah, there are people How funny it's funny how quickly this went from being a, a federal crime to now it's essential. Yeah. It's because it's putting money in people's pockets. One hundred percent. Dude, if we if we just legalized cannabis, which I think Mexico is talking about completely just decriminalizing all drugs and they're really pushing for that here in America, that will change a lot of shit because so. dude, like it should be if if you're if you if you are an addict of something, you can be addicted to anything, but if you're an addict of drugs, like that should be a public health issue. Yeah. It shouldn't be a criminal issue. We shouldn't right. we shouldn't be locking people up for that. We should be like if if you want help, we'll send you to get help. We should I feel like we should have centers like if you want to do heroin, come here and do the heroin. That way like we can make sure you're not going to fucking OD. We can make sure you're not going to get any cross contamination, which is going to put even more of a burden on the healthcare system. Put pe- more people at risk. So and I think the problem that I th- and you may completely view differently, but Personal responsibility is a lot of things that people don't seem to care about anymore. Yeah. Like, hey, if you legalized everything, me personally, I don't care. Yeah. Because I know I'm not going to go smoke crack. Yeah. Like, there there becomes a personal responsibility choice. Like, sometimes you just have to do the right thing. Yeah. Like, and no one has to... Everyone wants somebody or something to make the choice for them. Yeah. Well, and also it's like, if you feel like the way you live your life is best, you feel like everybody else should live their life that way too. It's like, no, no, it's not how it works. Man in Missouri serves, he served like 30 some odd years and it was, he actually had like life without parole for cannabis, parole for cannabis. I think he had like, it's like a three strike rule. How do you get that bet? You don't. You don't. You don't. You fucking don't, man. Like, I sat down with this guy. I'm sitting here, like, listening to a story. I'm just like, damn, dude. Like, you're just selling some weed. Like, what? Right. Like, damn. Like, you lost your whole fucking life. Coming dude. from a guy that owns a tequila brand, alcohol's way more damaging to you. Dude, like, you will you can ask police officers all the time. Like, they don't, you don't get calls to go to domestic violences for cannabis. No. You just don't. No. You know what I mean? Like, anytime I've ever, like, 
felt like I don't. I'm not like a violent drunk, but anytime I've ever had any fucking sort of issues, usually because I was drunk. <laughs> Same, <laughs> dude. I fucking broke my hand. I punched a car window. I was drunk, and I thought I could break the fucking car window and like yeah. get to whoever was inside. It was my best friend. Yeah, <laughs> I was pissed off, <laughs> and uh, instead I broke my fucking hand because I was drunk, just being right. an idiot. Like I was 18 years old. Yeah. Like now nah, my hand. One day my hand won't work because I was I got drunk right. and I punched a car window. But it's just like, man, dude, like the people that make the rules. It's so fun. Whatever you know. It's all about that dollar. Do you know why cannabis became illegal? Like, have you heard that story? Have you heard I Rogan haven't. talk about? So it's it, it, a number of reasons. But you have like William Randolph Hearst, who at the time had a large stake in like uh, in in paper in trees. He had a newspaper, some other some other things. And um, there's a new invention called the decorticator, which made it much cheaper and much more efficient to uh to harvest hemp and you know hemp would put the paper business as far as trees are concerned they'd put them out of fucking business yeah so you know that affected his interest and then you have like the duponts which they have a big interest in like oils and plastics and shit and you can make a, a better plastic from hemp and so they're on board and then you have um harry anslinger who is just like uh just just a hard, you know, religious type zealot type guy yeah. who's, you know, high in the uh, in the government and law enforcement. So he's, you know, he's all for it. And then, you know, and, and then you have fucking um, Hoover talking about how, um, you know, fuck man, we need to we need to crack down on on black people and, and Mexicans. That's why they started calling it marijuana because. You know, it's 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 uh, associated with Hispanics, and then it's like you know if you, you fuck, you smoke weed, man, and it's like you're gonna go fucking crazy, and right. then you know these people of color are gonna start raping our white women, and you have, you just have this whole fucking shitstorm, and then now we just demonize this plant, yeah. which is just helping people left and fucking right, and it doesn't make you fucking violent and all right. this fucking shit. But it's just like it was all down to this dollar, man. People trying to collect their fucking, you know, they're just trying to protect their own interests. Yep. And and then now here we are all these years later with this failed war on drugs. Like you can't even keep drugs out of prison. Right. People are making it in prison. People I mean, how out- stupid do some of those people feel now? Like as it's slowly state by state, but that whole, uh, was it weed madness or whatever it was? Oh yeah, reefer madness. Reefer madness. Yeah, like how? They're probably not alive, but like you're. Just, what the fuck was that? What was the point of that? Why? Why would? Why did you create that? Propaganda. Right. Trying to control people, man. People kind of trying. Dude, it's fucking crazy. Um, oh, I had a point. Damn it, I lost it, Zach. Shit. <laughs> I do that all the time. I'm just like, damn. You're not that important though, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um. Yeah, you just have to ask the questions. At, you have at, to. at the end of the day, man, you just have to ask yourself, like, why is it the way it is? And like, go out and do the research for yourself. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. Think independently. Like, just you're gonna change your mind on some things. That's fine. It's okay, okay to be wrong. It is. <laughs> it <laughs> is. Me. Like, just put your ego aside, man. Yeah. Like, I look, I look, I'm fucking, I look bad all the time because I'm wrong. I right. probably put my foot in my mouth more than the average person. But and I think that's. A, People are afraid to do that. Yeah, you got to be open. It to be. It's okay. Like you can be wrong. I'm gonna be wrong all the time. Some of my viewpoints now. Some of the things we're saying on this podcast are probably wrong. Probably. But that we'll accept that and we'll make it right. That's okay. This is how we learn. 
learn, change, adapt. That's the only way. Yeah, dude. So I went um, back back down the rabbit hole. I um, like the whole Satan worshiping thing yeah. kind of got me because like um, like religion has always been this real big struggle of mine, and yeah. like psychedelics kind of helped me come to a, like a, a place of just like peace with it all. And um, I was reading, or I was reading about apparently there's like these three different popes. Which I think everybody knows about the white pope, which is the pope of the Catholics. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's a, a second pope called the black pope, which I wasn't aware of, which is the pope of the Jesuits. Okay. And then there's this third pope, which is supposed to be the secret pope, which is the pope of the bloodline families. So I'm like, well, what the fuck is the bloodline families? Like, who are they? Like, whatnot. So search bloodline families, found this document on the CIA's website, which is uh, talking about the bloodline families, and apparently it's this book written by this guy, which I can't remember his name, but then I looked him up, and apparently he's this left-wing conspiracy theorist, is what it is said. So then like, and then I Google the book, and I'm like, well, you can't buy the book anywhere, but I can pull the book up for free on the CIA's website. That's interesting. I'm like, why is that? So then I'm like, I'm reading through this fucking book now. I'm just like, like obviously the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds yeah. and like the DuPonts and like all these different families are on there. I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Like, you just don't know. You just don't know, man. I'm like, is this fucking real? I yeah. mean, like we know that these people like to stay in power yeah. and these people are going to do anything to protect their interests. And we know that there are very wealthy people in these fucking cults doing yeah. crazy satanic shit. I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Just, just the rabbit hole, dude. It fucked me up. It's I don't even use Google anymore. I'm afraid to, but I mean... I'm afraid to use Google, too. Yeah. <sighs> duck, duck, go. We like to think that we're super free here in America and that we're not being manipulated at all. Like, yeah. only only South Korea fucking limits what we're the people see. We're getting fed propaganda all day, all, every all day. All the time. Dude. All, all day. Yeah, yeah. And then they use that conspiracy theorist term to discredit right. everybody. Absolutely. Yeah, because if you're a conspiracy theorist, then you must be like Eddie Bravo, yep. and everything is... Consp- Fucking Eddie Bravo. You're talking about a guy that goes down some rabbit holes. He makes us all look bad. Right. Because he believes everything. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do all your research on YouTube, folks. No. You know what I mean? Like, those those fucks are too convincing. Yeah. And they have nobody like... It's funny you mentioned that bloodline thing. I've read... I've seen a few things of... Um, like every major war has been because there was no central banking system and the Rothschilds own every central bank in every country. And it's kind of funny how they line it up where here's why we were in Iran. Here's why we were in Iraq. There's like five only countries remaining that, that don't, don't have, have a central bank. Yeah. That dude. isn't ran by the Rothschilds. The Federal Reserve is not part, isn't owned by the Fed. Like it's right. a private entity. Right. Like people don't think it's about that. like seven families. Yeah, so going down that rabbit hole, it's um in that that video series I was watching, they um I never thought about it, but they were attributing, um the Titanic, to all of this, which was yeah. So I'll tell you how. So apparently, like this is back when they were about to start the Fed. Yeah. And um, there were three people in the world who like collectively had hundreds of million dollars, which would be like billions today, right? Yeah. And they were all opposed to it. But apparently those three people were all on the Titanic. Get the fuck They all died on the same day, and they just happened to be on the Titanic. 
Why not make a movie out of it since, since so no one would ask any questions? Yeah, I don't – fuck, dude. I mean, I wasn't there. I don't know right. what fucking happened. But the whole story is like, well, if they just would have hit the iceberg head on, they would have been fine. But then they yeah. started turning, and then they ripped this huge fucking hole. And it's, it's like <laughs> that's I, I had never heard a conspiracy theory about the Titanic, but yeah. they like threw that in there. I'm like, dude, that's interesting. And then they start talking about – you know, the only presidents who kind of went against the Federal Reserve, which were like Lincoln and fucking um, JFK. JFK. And apparently, I think I was watching something the other day. I think Andrew Jackson maybe was also against it, maybe some. And he got shot. I don't think he died. Yeah. Was it him that, that got shot? Somebody got shot. They didn't die. Yeah. But either way, it's like these are the only presidents. And to Lincoln, it's just like. Well, somebody said, well, why the fuck did, uh, what's his face, Henry Booth, Henry, is it Henry, something Booth, something Booth? Something Booth. Yeah, we should know this. <laughs> it's, it's the tequila, folks. Yeah. <laughs> um, why did this actor care so much to go kill the president? Right. Like, it's like, well, why did he? Like, fuck, was he really? What we do know is that history has been, like, whether it's whitewashed or just it's just it's his story. It's the fucking well, winner's story. Even the more and story. more stuff that comes out of JFK's assassination. Yeah, like the, just the, the twists whole, and turns and the whole everything. Two shooter theory yeah. and like if he got shot in the back of the head, why did his head snap back to the left or some shit? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, but that's a real question. Why a, the fuck did it? Why did it? <laughs> right. There's a whole magic bullet theory. Like, yeah. there's just too many things. If that he don't was shot from up. behind, what his brains blow out the back of his head? Right. Big ass hole in the back of his head. Where the fuck? Yeah, it's you, weird. You just got to ask yourself these questions, man. And it's just like, nobody Some wants to do don't. it. people don't. Nobody wants to. A lot of people don't. Yeah, yeah. It's just easier just to I can't be mad at people for told. not. Right. It's a lot easier. Yeah. Go about your life, just don't. Yeah, but bringing it back all till today, you cannot invoke any real change. Without asking questions. Why? Right. Yeah, like, no matter how fucking crazy yeah. you look, like... To my point earlier, like it's the it's the minority that makes real change in yeah. the world. It's not the majority, right? Because people are are sheep at the end of the day. Like they're gonna they're just gonna do what's comfortable and they're gonna do what everybody else is doing. Yeah, yeah, dude. Fuck, man. So what's next for Navita, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah like still that, running a company. <laughs> you like that clean ass segue? <laughs> good. Uh, no, things are opening back up. We're getting excited. Yeah. Um. Obviously, bars and restaurants here in Missouri are slowly, slowly opening up. Um, the whole quarantine tequila ferry marketing thing went well. Dude, you guys killed that, bro. <laughs> how how was it stressful getting picked up by like national news places and like? So that was talking about how the news can manipulate things. Was we were almost done, and Bryce was like, "Okay, well, this local news channel in Wichita wants to do." story. I was like, oh, dude, that'd be great to wrap it up and get us on film. Like, this is awesome. And they, uh, so they did it. The news story <laughs> went, went great. Local tequila company helps laid off hospitality industry workers. Prices on there. Hey, you know, this is why we did this to help our industry, which is in the backbone of us building our brand in Missouri and Kansas. Well, I guess the news affiliate, whoever that is, down there in Wichita, I forget what their, you know, KSDK or whatever their acronym or whatever is, right. put it in the hopper that anybody can pull from mm. in the country. Yeah. 
So all of a sudden, that we he did the story. It went great. Now you're in Boston. Yes. <laughs> so then all of a sudden, we started getting emails. And it's funny how you saw the morning news roll out throughout the country of when all these emails, social media messages, everything come through so much that we had to put blockers up when you went to unavita.com for two days. It was Tequila Fairy News. If you're here because of this, we're sorry. But what had happened was they started putting their own spins on it. Mm. where literally in Boston, if you watched it, the headline, if you actually watched the video, it made sense. If you just read the headline, if you've been fired, these guys will give you booze. That was the message. That Literally, and you're like, no. <laughs> so you're getting so you're getting requests from all over the country, all people asking to send, send tequila. Yes. Ah, man. It'd be nice if you could. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what was what we said. If we could ship legally to everybody, we would. Right. Because we can't do it for free. If you actually buy it, we can ship it to you. But if you can't just send it off without there being purchases and all mm. the alcohol business is another one that the government just makes all kinds of money on but it was it went really well um so then literally after all that went through fox news reached out like hey do you guys want to do a story and we had to have a call and i'm like dude do we want to do another story like they've turned this and spun this around to people's first introduction to our brand around the country has been no we can't ship to you. You know, hey, we're real sorry. Granted, everybody was super cool. Yeah. Everyone was super nice and was like, hey, no worries, man. Everything's cool. We yeah. understand. Sorry. We didn't finish the video. We just saw the headline. Hey, if I had been fired. And it felt bad because you had people that were nurses. You had people that were like, hey, I'm struggling. I'd love a free bottle of booze. And you're like, fuck. Who doesn't want something for free? Right. And so it's like, okay. So we talked to the Fox News guys. We're like, we'll do this story. But. We, you've got to like publish this to where it's not what we've been dealing with. Yeah. So that it did and it went over great. Um, but yeah, like I was telling you, it was the best marketing idea I've had that great wasn't move. a marketing move. Great was, <laughs> move, dude. It's I was like, seeing these brands donate a bunch of money and I'm sitting here, I'm like, all right, what can I do? All right. If you're going to be stuck in your house, I'll give you a free bottle of booze. So I hopped on my Instagram, did a post like, hey, because bartenders have more interaction with customers than I ever could, so them recommending us goes a long-ass way. Yeah. It's like, hey, if you've been fired or laid off, DM me your address. And, I mean, <laughs> Blew just, up. We, I thought it was going to be 10 or dozen people, and it was thousands of people. You were out there for weeks? Fucking delivered. Months. Months? Two months. Damn, dude. So, and it was... <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're writing letters for all those, too. Oh, like, yeah. Your hand handwritten hand. notes? Yeah. yeah. But it was funny because I would just take them as they came in, and I would just drive. There was no method to my madness until Bryce got involved, which is usually how it goes. <laughs> so <laughs> I was, you know, I'd be like, okay, ooh, St. Like, as they came in, okay, ooh, St. Louis, okay, St. Charles, ooh, now back to St. Louis, ooh. And I'm just like, oh, God, this isn't working. And then we found this app called Route For Me mm. where you could plug in the addresses, and it would give you the fastest route. Oh, my God. You want to talk about. Oh, that's a good move. <laughs> <laughs> the most life-saving thing and of course Bresher he's like dude he's like oh I just got 25 done today I'm like how the fuck did you do that <laughs> I'm on six yeah. bro <laughs> yeah I'm like well, I've been driving around for six hours what do you mean you got 25 done he's like oh dude I found this really cool app that helps me make my route the most strategic most time I'm like of course you would find that send it to me <laughs> I've just been uh, swimming over here you know that's why your but yeah we partner. gave out probably over Probably over a couple thousand bottles. And it was just literally with the intention of just like giving back to the community. And Absolutely. Just, and just fucking helping people during a hard time. 
we did what we could in our local community. Right. Granted, eventually we hope we can make big change. Something die. No. Oh. <laughs> I was. I was. I was just, I'm like, dude, we've been talking for a long time. How long have we been talking? I was, really? just, I was just curious. Hour fifty minutes. Jesus. It's that's long. what happens when tequila goes. I'm loving it, bro. But and that's where we're like, okay, what can we do locally for our for for the people that have supported us? Yeah. Right. And if you can just start with changes in there and your local communities and your local industries with your neighborhood, with your group of friends, I think that's kind of how the world changes, right? 100%, dude. That's you just got to start small. Got to start in your own backyard. Right. Period. Right. Like, um, so I was telling you about my, my black belt friend, Tracy Taylor. Yeah. So he and I um, are currently planning this uh this free jujitsu seminar for all law enforcement and um, first responders here in I San Luis. I saw your story on that. Yeah, it's moving a little bit slower than I'd want to. I'm so. It's <laughs> he, fucking genius to me. He's like the yin to my yang in the sense that, um, like, I'm just about like, let's fucking go, dude. Like, give me an idea, dude. I'm fucking. I'm going off to the races. I'm making yeah. shit happen. I'm making shit happen. So he's a little bit more like on the planning. So we've been a little bit slower than I would personally like. It's gonna happen though, regardless, because. Like, I feel like all law enforcement can benefit from jujitsu. Um, just just the confidence it gives you, and it's just such an ego killer, like, to get in there and realize, like, how much you don't fucking know and how much mm-hmm. you do suck, and, like, to be choked the fuck out and, like, to be put in those uncomfortable positions. It gives you a deeper understanding of these chokes and these, these different positions. But it also, like I said, it gives you the confidence and the understanding to know what is also happening on the receiving end. And if you are in this physical altercation, you're not going to freak the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever I was fighting, like... do they? And I don't know shit about police training. Is there any type of jiu-jitsu training or any no. type of even martial arts training barely bro other like, than like bare knuckle hey they learn throw these hands not even that dude like they learn um so from my understanding i'm not i haven't been through the training yeah. but like on average police training is about six months most places around the country that's not nearly long enough it's just not and then like a lot yeah this could turn into a whole other podcast yeah it really could and like a lot of the things that they're learning are super basic things like and it may not even be the most effective the guy teaching it may not even have a lot of fucking experience just there's just a whole fucking slew of things like it's just it's just not in depth enough you know what i mean like i'm just a really big believer that if you want to be in this job like you need to live a certain lifestyle yeah you know we can't just treat it like a job no. You know, it's not. They're, one of, they're the only people that can take away our constitutional rights. Yeah. Yeah, they can, right? And you should be a trained motherfucker. Trained motherfucker, dude. Like, right. I'm a big believer that, and like, I feel like anybody within any system is going to push back and tell you why it can't happen. Of course. But I don't believe it. Like, right. I don't see why we can't either require you be 25 years old when your brain is fully fucking developed, or you have four years of exemplary military service. Yeah. Why is that so outlandish to ask? Well, because now we're fucking, we're discriminating against all these other people, blah, blah, blah. Good. Let's discriminate against those motherfuckers because a 22-year-old shithead who's never really been in power, who's just been given all this power. It's a gun and a badge. Yeah. I'm going to show off to his buddies. Dude, I went to college with this guy. Super nice fucking guy. If you want to be a cop, then maybe it's training for fucking seven years. Like, if you want to be come out and go at 18, then you have to go to the military or like you said then when you come back after four years what you're 22 yeah you would train 
to be a police officer for another three years worth of training. Yeah. And then 25, you get your badge and your gun. I just feel like at 25, you're just able to think things through better. But it's harder that way, right? If you had something set up, like you said, like that, where the training, the requirements, your applicants will be better. Yeah. You're weeding out shitheads. We you're weeding out people that people put your who just knee seek on power. Some, yes. You know what I mean? Like the kid I went to school with, he was a soccer player, always kind of goofy, always kind of the butt of the joke. Um, super fucking nice guy. Became a cop. Fucking here in St. Louis, went to North County, became that stereotypical motherfucker. He just did. And then it's like, okay, so you have those people, and then like we got to pay these guys fucking more. We just yeah. do like it's a fucking hard job, damn near an impossible job. We got to take things off their plate. Like, why are they seeking quotas? You know what I mean? Like, the the true measurement should be is because crime pay, going down. That's a good point on the pay them more thing, which I know the defund the police thing, which I haven't done enough research to even understand that whole movement. Yeah, but I would almost think you pay them more because you make the requirements higher, you make the standard higher. Yeah. That and, you're going to get rid of all these fucking shitheads. Yeah. And even in, in, I haven't done a ton of research on it. I've done some, but like from my understanding, like defunding the police isn't getting rid of the police, but it's like reallocating dollars instead of, instead of getting them military grade fucking, you know, guns and shit where they're doing no knock raids for, for cannabis. Like maybe we invest that money into communities and community yeah. centers and different things. And it's like or reinvest it into training. In their training, it's like, why don't we take certain crimes, crimes off of their fucking, off of their, off their plate? Like, yeah. why are they answering certain domestic things? Like, why are they having to pull people for the fuck? Like, you shouldn't yeah. be speeding through a school zone, but why are we pulling people over on the fucking highway for going 10 right. or 15 over? Like, that's stupid. Like, right. I just feel like there are certain, um, like, victimless crimes that you could probably get off of their fucking right. plate. You know what I mean? And it's like, and it's like, well, okay, well, now we have less crime. That's a good thing. Right. You shouldn't, like, we shouldn't be like, you guys got to go out there. A lot and of money and speeding tickets. Crack down harder, dude. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. there's got to be something better there. And then yeah. this is a whole other issue, but you have like the privatized penal system. Which, you know, like any any business wants continuous growth. Yeah. Well, now you have for-profit prisons. Like growth is going to be an incentive there. You're going to you're going to want to send people to prison. Like yeah. so, it feeds into one other thing. But it's like these cops, like they shouldn't be going after fucking cannabis users. No. Like they shouldn't be going after fucking you know drug addicts. They shouldn't s certain certain trespassing things. Like why are they dealing with that shit? Right. Like they got so many other. Why are they busting up kids' high school parties and shit? That's like you know what I mean? Like. We gotta we gotta put more power back in the community where a community can start policing themselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just like see that makes sense. So then these the, the the actual police officers become a much higher standard, much higher well trained person. Right. But they don't have to deal with that. Like I don't know. It seems simple to say, okay, we're gonna raise the standards, we're gonna raise the training, we're gonna raise the requirements, raise the pay, pay a little bit more. Yeah. But it's gonna be a lot fucking harder to become a police officer. Which it should be. Like you're gonna have to go through the ringer here, dude. There was a time when I was a little bit younger, and I was like, I don't know what the fucking I'm gonna do with my life. Like maybe I'll just be a cop. That's a bad thought, <laughs> right? It's like I don't know what I'm gonna do. Oh well, that's an, I can probably get that job, right? You don't want those people. See, it's funny. You get guys that say that, and I've never been in the military, but you get a lot of guys that say, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll do the military. 
if they don't change their mind real quick and want to make it a profession, they weed them out real fast. Real fucking fast. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Right. Yeah. If you're not going to be about it and actually live it and go through it, those guys are like, I don't know what to do. I'm going to do it. And if they don't change their mind, they're fucking out. Yeah. They weed them out Dude, quick. Super fast. Which brings me to jujitsu. Like, I've had some some conversations with some law enforcement guys. Um, we have a number at our gym. Yeah. That's the beauty of jujitsu, bro. It brings people together of all races, all socioeconomic backgrounds, all yeah. professions. Like, we're all, like, you got cops and stoners all rolling together. Right. And it's like, it's a beautiful fucking thing. And I've had some conversations with some guys, and they're like, well, because it's just a job, like you can't require these people to do certain things outside of job hours. And well, what if they get hurt? Well, it's like, guess what, bro? You chose this fucking profession. You need to be about that life. And if it's a profession that is, they're one of few people. Yeah. That, like, it's you can they can take away your constitutional rights as an American. Right. So I can off of their judgment. Off of their judgment, and like, and. <sighs> I hate to even say this, but it's like you see it time and time again. We talk about these officers are in fear for their life, but it's just like, you know, you got I can't remember the kid's name, but like this this little white kid who goes and like shoots nine people and kills them in a church and then they take him to fucking Burger King afterwards. And then you have you have cases where like it was a few years ago, I wish I could remember the guy's name, but he was like Why can't somebody like that just be shot in the head? Why can't you kill that fucker? You know what I'm saying? On site. But instead, instead, you know, you bring him in and you take him to Burger King and he gets his meal and all this shit. Now, maybe that's where I'm a little extreme where I'm like, okay, these emotionally disturbed kids are usually the the, the uh, mass shooters, right? Right. Emotionally disturbed teenagers, definitely under 25 most of the time. If you knew it was the, like the, the, a lot of these cases, you knew exactly who it was. If it was just on TV, you just ran up to the back of them and put one in them. Like, ooh, I don't want to go out in that. Yeah. Like, it's just like this. Right. Well, if you treat that guy with respect, I saw a video some years ago. It was this social worker, and he was with this kid who was autistic, and the kid was playing, like, with some toy. And uh, they're both black. And uh, the guy is laying on the ground, hands up, please don't fucking shoot. Like, explain the situation to him. He got shot. He didn't die. He got shot in his leg. But it's just like, you're telling me that the officer was scared of that guy? It's like, he needs better training the officer does to calm the fuck down. What jujitsu does, it puts you in a lot of uncomfortable situations. You got to learn to calm your mind down. It'll put your ego in fucking check. And it it gives you confidence, dude. I've been in the, I mean, I fought professionally for a number of years, dude. I would get in a fight and it's fucking stressful. It's tense. But like me being a grappler and having a lot of hours there, as soon as I get my hands on you and we're close. It's about weight distribution. You know how to push and feel. Well, now it's like I feel in control and I'm not scared anymore. And it's like I know this place, this space. And like I calm down. I breathe. I can serve my energy better because I've been there before. And it's just like to tell me that you can't require these guys to train that. I just don't believe it because if you you, have to, if you want that job, then you need to live this lifestyle. Otherwise, get the fuck out because we'll find somebody who will. Right. I don't see why because that's... Because it's a well-paying, it's a high-respected, it's a... Yes, you have You want to be a doctor, you got to pass the MCAT. Right? <laughs> like, why is that an unreasonable request? I mean, request? fuck, how long... Um, what's a... Um, I'm blanking on the words on all this tequila. The... Um, it's the best goddamn tequila there is, man. <laughs> Everywhere I'm I fucking one go. Thing. <laughs> Everywhere I fucking go, I'm like, you guys got Univita? What do you call it uh, before you actually become a doctor? Not your... Your uh, pre-med. 
pre-med no there's a thing where you're actually working in the hospital but you're not a doctor oh like your fellowship yeah yeah that's not the word I, i'm looking is, for is that, is that not the word um you're, you're doing your rotations something um it's not an internship this is why they invented google right yeah let's just look it up bro i don't have a jamie um practice Come on. It's all right. There's something here. But basically, you've got to eat, sleep, and breathe being a doctor. Yeah. Residency. Oh, residency. Residency. Yeah, that's the word. Your residency. you got to do that for years. Before you can get paid, you're doing that damn near free. For free. Yeah. Yeah, man. Before you can even touch anybody or do practice. I mean, that. I saw something saying that. Uh, that should almost be what a cop is. Like, you have to do this, and you get paid, but you are. It is trained. You are. Well, you know, we re- we require lawyers to go through a number of years yeah. of schooling to practice law, but it's only six months to enforce it. Whoo. Think about There's that. There's power in that. Dude, what? There's a lot of power in that. It takes years to practice law, but it only takes six months to enforce it. That's crazy. There's no way you have an understanding of the law at that point. And no. it's just like, it's like... <sighs> When a you, cop should almost be above a doctor and a lawyer. Like, how hard it should be. It's a hard fucking job, right. dude. And it's like, I don't feel like... I, I Somebody changed my mind on this. Like, I felt like you should live in the community in which you're policing. I agree with that. I think that's... I think... Yeah, man, I believe you probably should. But, okay, let's say you're not going to live in the community. You at least need to live in a very close proximity. Funny. I just said I agreed with that. And I'm like, well, why do I agree with that? Because at the same time... Wouldn't it be more easy to become corrupt if you're a police? It could be. You could take advantage of that situation. But on that same note, it's like, okay, well, I'm a police officer in North County, St. Louis, but I live in South County, St. Louis. I have no problem coming up and fucking up your community and then going back home because I know I'm safe. Right. So there's that dichotomy. So it's like maybe you live within like X amount of miles, like in the vicinity of the community. Maybe you're not directly in it, but maybe you're right next to it. They should know who you are. 100%, man. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I want to say you should live in the community, but I, I can see all the arguments. And it's just like, okay, well, maybe you don't have to be directly in it, but you need but to be within it somewhere. people should know who you are. 100%. Like, I know Officer George. Oh, he's coming down the street. I don't have to worry about him fucking with me. Dude, I don't like the fact that I feel uncomfortable when cops are around when I'm not doing anything wrong. So. But I do. <laughs> Speaking of a white guy, I do too. Dude, it doesn't matter what color you are. You're scared of getting pulled I'm going, over. I'm going fucking, and I and I, as soon as I pass, I'm like, oh, fuck. Please don't pull me over. Right. I'm doing six over. Right. <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm screwed. Yeah. Right, do I have it? And I'm like, insurance. Okay, yeah. Thank God I can afford insurance now. Um, okay, yeah. you know. I take it to the next level, though, dude. It's, so you think that. I take it to the next step. And this is what my friend Tracy and I are talking about, like, I I I want to make sure I know exactly where my insurance is in my car, so I'm not I'm not rummaging around, look, looking yeah. for that. Yeah. Because I don't know what the fuck that guy's gonna think. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, why are people so? You shouldn't be scared of the police. No. And and, and you see, and I deal with this, talking. You know, because that's all you see on social media now. The white people, like, well, if you just, um. If you just filed the law, it wouldn't be. I'm like, no, that's not. That's that's, that's a not, fucking joke. No, because these guys. Because I mean, there's been a time where I was pulled over, and it's nothing compared to what black people have to go through. But I like big dogs. I'm a Rottweiler lover. Mm. 
So I was pulled over driving from Colorado to St. Louis back when we were starting Una Vida, and I had Ruger with me, my Rottweiler. I like that name. Well, of course. <laughs> Still <laughs> Second Amendment guy. Um, <laughs> and I'm getting pulled over um, because I had hit, been hit by a rock on my windshield, and it was shattered. I'm like, well, I don't have time to stop now. Yeah. And so they um, pulled me over like, yeah, I saw that crack in your windshield. I'm like, okay, I understand. Like, it looks like a bullet hole. I'm like, well, if it was a hole, the window would be out. But okay, I understand why you're pulling me over. What is this? And Ruger's going crazy. Yeah. And he goes, I'm going to need you to shut that dog up before I shoot it. And I'm like. What? Who I'm the like, fuck are you? Right. But no, I'm serious. I'm sitting. I'm like, okay. So now I'm afraid if I've got my dog in the car, one, he's bred to protect, you know, like it's a they're not evil. They don't eat people, just like pit bulls and rottweilers. People tend to blame those dogs for it, but they are they're protectors. Yeah. Just like any good dog should be. Oh, absolutely. And so he's like, hey, you need to shut that dog up before I shoot it. And I'm like, whoa. So now, I, now especially when I'm driving, taking the dog to the park, God forbid I run a stop sign and Ruger wants to bark at him. I'm like, oh, God. But it's just like that. The, 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 yeah. It's, you are there to enforce the law. You are not right. the law. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like... Sometimes when these people, like when these officers are saying, like, you need to show me respect, it's just like, what are you really saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's not a simple command. Right. It's not a request what you're asking. Right. It's it's fucking crazy. But these guys, man, like, I don't think it's an unreasonable request to ask them to live a very certain lifestyle. I don't think it's an unreasonable request for us to to compensate them more. (laughs) Wouldn't it make sense, especially when you live a certain lifestyle, I think health and fitness, right? Because don't you want a cop that if there is a real fucking bad guy out there and he, you want a cop that's able, physically able to perform? Yeah. Like, so what if, you know, what if there's a, an actual bad person that they're trying to get and because they're too fat and out of shape, they can't run and chase him and that guy continues to wreak havoc on communities. Right. Like, shouldn't you be physically prepared to deal with somebody that's a physically fit criminal? You, you know what I mean? You 100% should. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, and okay, let's just say if you want to join if you want to join the force and you are younger than 25, guess what? You got a fucking desk job. Yeah. Until you're 25, buddy. We can't, yeah. we can't put you out on these streets until you're 25. Right. So you can work dispatch. You can fucking fill out paperwork. Your residency. Yeah. 100%. Years. What's wrong You've with You've got to have years of doing this shit. Yeah. Paperwork. I, I, just, then, I don't see the issue with that. I don't either. But if you talk to an officer, they'll, they'll push back. Right. Because, because it becomes this whole idea of like, well, what's fair for everybody? We can't, we can't, we can't place these. You know what it does? Just like it does with term limits of politicians. Is if you raise the standard of, there's a lot of people that are cops right now that couldn't hack it, wouldn't be able to continue being cops. Yeah. So then that self-preservation. Self-preservation. Is going to get there. It would. We'll have less cops. Uh, yes. As a whole. Because yes. if there's less crime, you need less cops. Yes. Which is a good thing. Right. Which is a less good thing. Less cops because they're going to be held to a higher standard, a higher training, a higher physical state, higher that. Yeah. I'm even fine with you lessen the cops. They get to retire at an earlier age because once you become so old, you can't run after bad guys. Right. You can't chase down bad guys. Maybe now you start teaching people. Right. You start leading. Right. You can retire from the military in 20 years. Yeah. You get paid for the rest of your life. Right. It's not a bad thing. No. Because like, after 40, 45, 50, you're not built physically for combat. Right. 
Right. But we shouldn't, it, it shouldn't be a war of those guys with us. Right. You no. know what I'm saying? Like, right. Why we got no knock raids? Right. You know what I mean? Where you're kicking in fucking people's doors in the middle of the night. And when they fire back on you, because that's what any normal human is going to fucking do, especially if they're not doing anything wrong. Dude, I'm sleep with a pistol on my nightstand. Yeah. If somebody kicked open my door, I'm not, who's there? You don't have time to think. No. It's fight or flight. Right. You're going to fucking fight. And right. if you kill a cop, guess what? Now you're going to jail. Right. What? Right. You knocked into my fucking door. You didn't even knock. You kicked my yeah, door you, in you, and came running through my house. I don't know who it is. These no-knock raids should probably end. I would hope so. I would. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing it, which is nice, but I don't see why it's so hard just to roll that out right. nationally. It's like, this right. is just what's right. So when I saw the big thing on no more uh, strangleholds, I get that, but if they actually have proper training in jujitsu, like, I guess if you're a cop, you don't have to strangle somebody. You know what I Just mean? Like, like, here's the thing. But being dude. able to know the pressure, know a human body, know what we're like, I yeah. jujitsu training or any type of martial arts grappling training should be a fucking requirement in my mind. Dude, it should. It really should. Because how many times is it just tussling? Like, that's what it is. Yeah. It's not, it's not throwing hands. It's grappling, grappling, running, tumbling, rum, you know, doing all that. That that almost seems like it should be a requirement. Yeah, it really should, man. It really should. And it's like you can choke somebody the fuck out and not kill them. Choke them out, let them go. Right. No, no, no problem. They're not moving. You don't need to die to choke somebody out. Like I've been choked out unconscious before in practice. I'm still here. Like right. It actually feels pretty good. Have you had pushback on that idea? Of what? One your free seminar because that to me that sounds like especially because you're impacting local community you're helping like that's I just want to help these guys man right? I, just, I just feel like it's just such a powerful thing these guys need to learn this shit and it's just like we can only teach you so much in one seminar yeah but like maybe we can teach you some positional things yeah to work. like I always teach in jujitsu position over submission it's like everybody's always trying to get to the finish everybody's trying to submit but you got to understand these positions of control. Right. I need to be able to control you and do whatever the fuck I want to do to you. And like you right. can break wheels doing that. And um, I haven't had a ton of pushback. Because um, so I could see you be like, oh, what do you know? Like you can't, t- you know I what know I mean? I know a lot. And any right. police officer ever fucking roll with me knows the same. I'll fuck them up. Right. No, <laughs> no offense to those guys. I've been doing this for over a fucking decade. But that's decade. the problem is a cop that is highly trained, highly certified, highly actually going after real criminals should be able to beat most people's asses. You'd hope. You would and hope. I think that's and I think that's where the ego comes into place like this yeah. thing in Wendy's. Those two cops got their ass beat. Dude, I train with cops on a regular basis. Um I've been teaching six AM jujitsu. And then you feel and then you're like, Oh well, okay. You get embarrassed, you get clowned by a, ego. a criminal, your ego kicks in. Well, I've got the badge and the gun, I win. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where <laughs> and it's probably a hard thing to say, but I think that's where it's like, well, okay. They know they can win because they can pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's where a lot of needless deaths have happened. Well, that's why those guys don't train jujitsu is their ego. Because if they did, they wouldn't have to use their gun, right? Well, you know, dude, it's just like it's a hard thing to put your ego in check and to kill your ego. Yeah. And a lot of police officers don't train jujitsu for that reason because you're going to come across some guy like me or some guy even smaller and who's even more nerdy and dorky, and they're going to fuck you up because that's all they fucking do is jujitsu. they know angles. And they know angles and leverage, and, and they just they understand the game. Yeah. And, and they don't, people don't want to sh- subject themselves to that. Dude, I teach this, this 6 a.m. class Monday through Friday, 
And I have a I have an officer who regularly attends my class, dude. He's been doing jiu-jitsu for a while. And it's like, we need guys like that who are just going to check their ego at the fucking door, and they're going to come in and get better. And you know what that guy does? He travels around the country, and he, 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 he teaches other police officers as well. So it's like, really? I'm so glad that that guy showed up to my class. I'm so glad he's at our gym. He's just one of the nicest fucking human beings, which a lot of officers are. Some of the nicest fucking human beings I've ever met. And, like, he's doing some real shit, but he's, like, he's putting in the work. He's taking care of his body. He's living the fucking lifestyle, man. It's, like, we need more guys like that. And, like, the the pushback I got, not even I, um, so Tracy, he, he made a post, like, we're going to be, we're planning these things. We're working out the details right now. And um, a guy commented, his name is Tom DeBlass. Um, he has a huge Instagram account, um, one of the best jujitsu guys in the country just phenomenal guy really yeah he's fucking awesome dude i met him at worlds a couple years ago and um super nice guy but he was like he's like dude like that's a great idea but i don't think it's gonna work let me tell you why he's like 95 percent of the police officers just won't do it because of ego they won't attend it even though it's free they won't train jujitsu because their ego is in the fucking way and because because he's been dealing with it and um we had another guy who's a police officer who trains at the gym, he even commented, he's like, he's like, you know, I'm part of the 5%. Like, I train, I teach these guys, I'm doing these things. But it's just like, why can't part we get the... Part of the 5%, is that, a, is that a saying? Well, he was just saying that because cause Tom said 95% won't, oh, okay. won't do it. So yeah. he's like, I'm five. I'm the 5% like, who fuck will. Fuck, if there's a cop admitting there's only 5% of them that actually do shit. Right, yeah, <laughs> but he wasn't disagreeing. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just like a majority of these people won't go that route because of their ego. Dude, jiu-jitsu will fuck your ego. Humble you at the door. Dude, I'm going to have to come tumble. Check. I wrestled in high school. Come on, bro. I'm not. Come on, man. Come in whenever you want, man. I'm teaching. Uh, we got classes all the time, but I teach 6 a.m. Monday through Friday. Okay. Um, but, like, dude, it, it just it checks your ego out the door. You think you can be an all-American wrestler, and if you've never done jiu-jitsu, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just, it's just facts, dude, because yeah. – because you can be super strong, you can be super athletic, but there's just there's there's just too much intricacy you don't know. Yeah. And like even whenever um, it takes years of practicing, it just takes tons and tons of time, dude. Like I posted an article talking about um, how jujitsu should be mandatory for police officers, and I had a guy comment. He he's he's a wrestler, and he was talking about like like wrestling can even be the answer. I'm like, eh, it's a start. Like it's better a, than nothing. It's better than nothing. Right. Because it gets you to the ground. And I'm like, but once you get there, you need to know jujitsu. And he was like, well, you got, you got, um, you can put both your legs in, which is like double hooks. And yeah. you can do like double wrist control. You can control people with that from the back. But I'm like, I'm like, eh, you know, that's a start because it's like, yeah. It's funny. Most cops probably don't even know that. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Not even basic wrestling. It's like you can get them to the ground. You need wrestling for that. That's 100% important because, I mean. Just throwing head and arms all day. Yeah. I mean, you start on the feet. You, you learn how to body lock. You learn how to control hips. Like, if you control a man's hips, you can control the man. Yeah. Like, it's just true. So, But, like, once you get on the ground, there's more than just you – may, you may not get their back. Maybe they're right. there. Maybe they're on their back, or maybe fuck. You're on your back. You're on what your are you going to do? What are you going to fucking do? In wrestling, you just – you're fucked. Yeah, in wrestling, when you get on your back, you lose. You lose. But in jujitsu, it's just it's just getting started. It's just getting started. Now I can huh. fuck you up. Right. Like for real. So it's just like it's a start, but like you need jujitsu. I've I've trained with plenty of high level wrestlers who have amazing hips and they're tough to do shit on, but I still choke them the fuck out. Right. You know what I mean? Like jujitsu, man. I just 
Is there another martial art everybody. form that? I don't think there's a better ju- martial art than jujitsu. Okay. I really don't because like, I mean, you got like you like like karate and then you have like taekwondo and you know you have fucking. There's even different sects in jujitsu, isn't there? No, not in jujitsu. There's not like okay. so like jujitsu started in Japan. So you kind of have like Japanese. We're going down all kinds. Yeah, of <laughs> it's it's fine. This is gonna be probably one of the longest episodes we've done, dude. I'm enjoying it though. That's what I'm Fuck it, man. <laughs> like, like you, it started in Japan. Yeah. So you kind of have like Japanese jujitsu, and then it migrated to uh, to Brazil, um, which was where like the Gracies got a hold of it. Yeah, um, and then it evolved from there because Elio Gracie was uh he was smaller than all of his brothers so he had to figure out these different what the fuck is calling me bro spam fuck you spam that's the only good thing about iphone <laughs> it tells you yeah. it's bullshit scam likely Ooh, now i'm not answering <laughs> not answering that shit <laughs> so he elio was smaller than all of his brothers and shit so he had to figure out ways to win and yeah. then that's what evolved into brazilian jiu-jitsu it's an art where you can be the little guy and you can still win Hmm. Which is super important. Obviously, right. size and strength always matters. But like, you can be a little, a little, a more little guy, a littler guy, God. smaller. Una <laughs> vida, you motherfucker. <laughs> you can still win. Yeah. So, but you got you got these things like uh, Krav Maga and karate and and fucking you know Taekwondo and even Sambo, which has a little bit of jujitsu in it. And like those are all cool and wrestling. And it's like, but it's like there's nothing better than jujitsu in my opinion. And one of the best examples of that was Hoist Gracie in the early UFCs, whenever yeah. it was just like no rules and you can wear whatever you got some guys in there in wrestling shoes and some guys wearing boxing gloves and this motherfucker's in a gi and he's yeah. and he's smaller and here's the thing dude he proved that jujitsu was the far superior martial art in that regard and he wasn't even the best in his family like the best in the gracie's family is hicks and gracie yeah he is literally it's you know and you, these guys are all still alive rolling around hickson's still alive yeah yeah like so i'll get to this actually so like Hickson was the family champion. Yeah. Like he, so back in those days, they did these things like called gym storms where it's like, oh, you think you're the badass motherfucker? Then you go to this motherfucker's gym and you challenge him anytime, anywhere, and he has to answer the fucking Sounds call. Like Pokemon. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> fucking battle, baby. Yeah. So Hickson, dude, man, like he had to like answer all these fucking, um, all of these challenges yeah. and like in he was like he fought in pride and like he was legitimately and without any question the best like <laughs> you know how people will argue well was michael jordan the best or was kobe the best or was lebron i say fucking kareem uh i can't even say the fucking abdul jabbar yeah. is the best from stats wise yeah but there's this argument there's no argument in jujitsu it is hicks and gracie really he is the best Period. It's like he is jujitsu. Yeah. Like he was the family champion. With that being said, they sent Hoist to the UFC because even though Hickson was the best, they wanted to show jujitsu is the shit. So it's like we'll send him. We have confidence in him. If he doesn't do well, then we'll send Hickson. Right? And Hoist just started fucking people. But Hoist fucked everybody up. And he's smaller than Hickson, dude. And then like. So, side note, like, with Hickson being the best, this is why <laughs> I feel super, like, 
um, like super lucky, like super fortunate with uh, like my jujitsu family. Like we were talking before, like like lineage is, say, is, yeah. is really big in jujitsu, and uh, Hickson only has probably sixty or seventy black belts underneath him, like the least out of anybody. And Rodrigo Vagi, who is the head of our jujitsu association, is a black belt under Hickson. Oh wow! Trained trained with him at the original Gracie Academy in Brazil. Um, Holy shit! Yeah, like he's he's that deal. So we have a very like I almost want to say like superior lineage, but like we have a we're pretty fortunate for the lineage yeah. that we have. Like Hickson's that real deal, and how do you go train directly under him, and gets promoted by him today? Like so it's <laughs> so we're pretty fortunate to have that connection and that lineage. Yeah. So like if 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 Rodrigo has a question, he can call jujitsu about jujitsu right like it's that it's that real deal so yeah dude like jujitsu is really like in my opinion like the far superior um martial art because while a lot of fights start on the feet like even schoolyard fights somebody's probably pulling some fucking head and arm or some shit or you're gonna trip and fall and you're gonna end up on the ground right most things end up on the ground. Hard to throw a punch from the ground. Once you get on the ground, what are you going to do? Right. You know, that's where jujitsu comes in. So it's just like, man, a lot of people can benefit from that art, dude. A lot. It's probably why they... Boxing worked was they took out somebody... that It eliminates somebody being good at jujitsu. Like, okay, you just have to stand up and punch each other in the face. Yeah. Till the yeah. other one loses. Yeah. Get all that wrestling shit out of here. That's just gay, bro. <laughs> Right. <laughs> all that hugging. Yeah. <laughs> but even in that, man, like back in the day, it when was it's a, a much more real life application. Yeah. Yeah. Even in the UFC, they had um, Tony Lights Out. Uh, fuck, I can't remember his last name. He was a boxer, really good boxer. And uh, he fought Randy Couture back in the day. So it was that classic boxing yeah. versus MMA. Guess what Randy Couture did? He fucking wrestled him, took him down, and beat him up. <laughs> right. That's what he did, man. Right. It's like. You know, like, when you get to the ground, what are you going to do? And I feel like these officers, man, like, you got to have that understanding. Like, you got to have that training. Like, it takes hours and hours and hours, and it takes years to get comfortable down there and get good. You just got to do it, though, if that's that's the lifestyle you want to live. Right. Yeah, man, we can all benefit. Come on in, man. All right. Come on in, bro. The thing is, is once I catch a bug, then I'm just gonna be. I'll be there every morning. There's no bug like it. Oh, great, <laughs> dude. I'm teaching. I'm teaching five days a week. It's just such. Here's the thing, man. I've I'll been put Unavita to the side. I'm gonna be thinking. I'm gonna be coming jujitsu. I'll be going down to Brazil. Like I, I get these. Once I catch it, I'm all in. That's a, it's a it's, blessing and a curse. It's addicting, man. The 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 vastness of jujitsu is yeah. so big and it's like even the most like simple thing like an arm bar for example like you think you understand it at like white and blue belt and like you think you understand after you're doing it a couple of years but then like you What's start the stages on belts how does so it work? goes it goes white blue purple brown black so there's not that many not many i know? did karate and i think i had like four of them yeah but i don't remember a single fucking thing it doesn't take a lot of time to get those yeah You're pretty much just paying for your belt <laughs> yeah. it takes an average about 10 years to get your black belt plus or minus Holy for most shit. people yeah it takes a long time man and like time and belt like how the whole long thing is you don't get to become an expert till ten thousand hours or what yeah ten thousand hours roughly yeah. or 10 years yeah so it's just like you just got to take that time man and like even the most simple situation the more time you look at a problem, you start figuring out different ways to solve it. 
You know what I mean? It's just like it just takes time. It just takes time, man. And so you just gotta put in the work. So I, I, I just I, I know in my heart it'll help the law enforcement industry one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Look, like, we're coming up with solutions, and we're nobodies. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, but w- but that's the thing is, and I think that's half the reason I wanted to come on here was just to have a long form discussion of what what are some possibilities because you get on social media, you get on the, and it's just just bickering. Yeah. No one's providing any solutions, or at least providing a possible solution. Right. Right. That's why I want to hold that seminar. I'm just right. like, I felt so angry. And I also felt really helpless. Yeah. And like I'm, I've always been a guy like actions speak louder than words. Absolutely. And I'm a man of action. I'm yep. like, well, well, <laughs> well, what can I do? Right. I fucking hold a seminar. Right. And then Tom DeBlas was like, well, you know, 95 people, 95 percent won't fucking come. But if you can help one ego. cop. Yeah, exactly. Well, if five percent show up, then fucking great. Right. Because if we can teach those guys, then we'll we'll fucking we'll fucking snowball. What if this you shit. save that one cop? Shit, talk about bottle by bottle. If you save that one, if you teach that one cop, that one cop's like, oh, dude, this is awesome. And his buddy's like, well, what are you doing? He's like, well, I go do jujitsu. Like, oh my god, you know, they they had a tussle with a criminal and he was able to handle it safely, correctly, no problem. Like, well, how'd you even do that? Well, I've been taking this. Oh, well, maybe I should do that. And it. There is a thing as some organic growth that can happen. 100%, man. Just because even if it can start with one person. Yeah. Because if the goal is just to subdue somebody, control them, you're going to learn that in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. You don't even have to choke them the fuck out. Right. But, like, it's it's important to know some of these chokes. Especially, I was talking to a buddy, his uh, his uh, his girlfriend or, or fiance or wife, I don't, I don't know the quite... But either way, she uh, she's on the highway patrol, and he was talking about how... Um, you know, they're talking about, you know, taking away some of these chokeholds from these officers. And he's like, well, fuck, man. Like, now what is she going to do? Like, because she needs a rear naked choke. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. we shouldn't take these chokes away from these people, but we need them to understand the severity of these chokes and, like, what are the real consequences. Like, I can't tell and situationally, you. Situationally, when should you actually use them? Yeah, yeah. And, like, my biggest. That's fr- a good, that's a great actual point is female cops. They need some of these chokes. Right. 100%. Dude, my daughter, I put her in jiu-jitsu. They've been doing jiu-jitsu. My, both my kids have been doing jiu-jitsu. It'll be four years in December. Awesome. And, like, my daughter doesn't really enjoy it. And, like, I understand that. Like, I'm not going to push her to so much to where, like, she has to compete and shit. Like, she's done a couple competitions. But I need her to understand that this could save her life one day. And yeah. you may not enjoy this, baby, but, like, you're going to do this. Yeah. Because I, even if you're, like, not taking it the most serious, you're going to learn some shit. Yeah. And heaven forbid a dude be in between your legs trying to do some shit and you're going to know what to do now. Yeah. You're going to choke them the fuck out with their shirt or whatever they got wearing or you're going to shrimp away. Or you're going to hit it. Like you're going to learn something. Yeah. Like it's just so fucking important to like understand how <laughs> to work within yeah. these like this space. I was going somewhere else. I forgot it, Zach. Oh, shit. Oh, talking about female cops. Oh, yeah. These female cops, like, they need to understand this. I usually never, never can remember what the fuck we're talking about. You're the man, bro. <laughs> You're the man. Like, you need to have these because, like, in your back pocket, like, because if some shit goes off the rails, like, you, you, just, you just need them. We shouldn't take it away from them. And, like, when I'm watching that George Floyd video, man, like, it was so infuriating to, like, hear some of these fuckheads who don't understand chokes. Like, I literally have dedicated myself 
to learning how to kill people. Like, yeah. That's what I do, man. That's what jujitsu is. It's like when you tap, it's like, oh, I got you. Like, oh, I just broke your fucking arm. Yeah. Like, oh, but I, I just, didn't have to break it. Right. Exactly. There's that trust there. We're going right. to stop. But like in the streets, guess what? Your shoulder just got torn the fuck to pieces. Your arm yeah. just got fucking broke at the elbow. Oh, guess what? I just fucking put you out. Like, that's what is really Dude, that's happening. That's a fucking, actually, yeah. That's, that's what's happening. We're right. playing death. Like, we're playing who can kill who. Yeah. And it's it's important to understand. We tap, so I don't have to do that. But if I have you in an arm bar in the streets, I'm going to snap your fucking arm. Right. Right. So I hear people saying, oh, man, well, he was talking, man. You're not choking him. Well, it's like there's two different types of chokes. There's a blood choke and there's uh, an esophageal choke, which okay. the esophageal choke is I'm cutting airway cutting air off you can't breathe right which is what everybody thinks what a choke is oh you're cutting air you can't breathe what was happening there and also was why it took so long is that it was a blood choke you have carotid arteries which feed blood to your brain you cut those off it's it's it it limits the supply of blood coming to your brain it's going to make you pass the fuck out Like it's see, it, see, this is good information that probably a lot of people don't know. Dude, and people talk left and right. Well, you're talking, you're talking, you can breathe. You're not being choked. No, you're still fucking being choked. And like, so he had his knee on one carotid artery. Yeah. The other is flat on the ground. So it's not being completely suppressed, but enough to where that's why it took fucking almost 10 minutes to fucking kill him, dude, because it's a slow, slow choke. And everybody's different, man. I have this this training partner, and his point of tap is further than everybody else's. What I mean by that is if I put somebody in a very tight blood choke, I start cutting off their carotid artery. Maybe it takes 30 seconds. Maybe it takes three minutes. You don't know. It can take a long time depending on how tight you have it or these different factors. This guy, it takes at least 30 to 45 seconds longer to choke him than the average person. So everybody's different. What do you think that is? I don't know. Some of it's just stubbornness. Some of it, he has a very thick neck. We always joke he doesn't have a neck. <laughs> but I mean, like you'd, right? be, you'd be a tough guy to choke. Yeah. Okay, let's not try it. <laughs> but it's just like there's just all these there's all these different fucking factors to take into account. Yeah. And when people start talking like, well, you're talking, you can't breathe. Like, so you can breathe. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about because there's just two. There's a blood choke and there's an airway choke. And it can take a long time for that blood choke to take effect. That's what we, I didn't even know that. But yeah, if you're restricting blood flow to the brain, it's gonna it, put you out. Yeah, you get all fuzzy, and you eventually go the fuck out. Right. And honestly, it kind of feels kind of good. <laughs> I've been choked the fuck out, and I'm just like, and here's the weird thing, man. When you get choked out, sometimes you don't even know you got choked out. Like I've been choked out in practice, where like, do put a super tight choke on me. And, like, the lights start going out and things start getting fuzzy, but I'm trying to fight it. And, like, I'm right when I go to tap, I mean to tap. I didn't tap. I passed the fuck out. I didn't know it. Is an airway choke easier to come back from than a than a blood choke? Yeah, because, like, an airway... Like, ch- you can get your breath back, but if you've lost all the blood to your fucking brain, that's... It takes longer. Be, it takes yeah. a few minutes because that, that blood has to come back. Right, that's got to be... Yeah, dude, like, specifically, I remember one guy, he uh, he was choking me. I'm passing his guard, but, like, he got it in, and before I could tap, like, next thing I know, like, I'm in this this place where the fuck I am like it's actually kind of similar to like doing psychedelics I've actually kind of been in that place before and you feel kind of good and like 
but you don't know you're passed out. Yeah. And the next thing I know, like, I'm coming to. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, you're kind of, like, out of it. And, like, you're kind of, like, have a heightened, like, uh, you feel kind of good. Like, kind of have, like, this, this heightened uh, sense of, like, well-being almost. It's yeah. really weird um, as you're coming back. But, like, to me, my whole experience to that wasn't bad. You know what I mean? Like, do they have to slap you, or how does that? They, they just, just, they just, like, if you choke, so if you put someone unconscious while you're practicing, you just, just, let, just let them go. Just let them okay. go. They'll come back. They will. Like, it just takes some time. They'll come back. But, but during, they might make some fucking weird noises, and they might be doing, but they don't know it. Yeah. So it's just like, it's like this whole, like, consciousness, like, reality experience. Yeah. It's, it's just really weird. But, like, yeah, man, like, when you go out, man, it's, um, well, and that's got to be important for officers, right? Like, you know where that point is, it's right? It's good to understand it. It's good right. to get choked. That's why those fuckers have to get tased. That's why they have to get hit with mace, so you can understand what it's like to be on the receiving end. But they don't need to know what it's like to get their ass beat. Nope. Huh. Yeah, man. It's interesting. I feel like that shit should benefit all those guys. It could yeah. benefit all those guys. I don't see why it can't be required. Right. I don't either. Yeah, man. You should. You should have to do it. Go train MMA or something. And especially at the gym, dude. Because if he had any type of combat training, mixed martial arts, whatever, he would, wouldn't, well, God forbid he did and just knew he was killing somebody. But, I mean, you would think, he'd be like, okay, wait a second. I should probably get, like, right? Yeah. And also, dude, most gyms are melting pots. You're going to come people with all colors. All, what we were talking about with locker rooms. Yeah, dude. All religions, all fucking socioeconomic backgrounds. And it's like, you're going to be exposed to everybody. And that creates unity. It was funny. I was talking to a guy. I won't say his name, but he's like, I grew up racist. I grew up um, just that's all I was taught. That was, you know, we don't like black people. But he's like, it was until I joined the military and I was saved by a black man. That I realized that none of none of what they were fucking saying was real. Well, you know, and it dude, was a hard conversation he had to have. Not hard, but it was like it completely shattered his whole reality. Yes, dude, we're all just human, right? This whole idea of and especially if you if you want to call yourself a Christian or you believe in religion, God created everybody. Like, right? Mm-hmm. Like you would think all these you get all these hypocritical religious people like no then everybody's everybody in god's image right 100 <laughs> percent. and if you start getting scientific like race, even then it is <laughs> yeah race is a man-made construct like right. we're all the human race right like when you start talking about racists they're not really racists because you're just hating your own race right with humans you're, you're a melanist like right. meaning like melanin uh-huh. melanin like it's it's skin even pigment. if you believe in evolution that's we're all still humans. We just were. Yeah, it was. It was like, what is your elevation to the sun? Yeah. Are you getting a lot of sun exposure? Are you fucking further away from the sun? Like these are the these are the things like that right. that that change us and that we evolved. But it's just melanin. It's just skin yeah. pigment. You know what I mean? It's not a true race thing. No. You know what I mean? You just don't like people because color of their skin. So even that word isn't even correct. Wow. It's, it's sem- stuff people need to hear semantics matter words matter i'm super yes. literal so i like words matter yes you know what i mean but to that same note even then there's a dichotomy because words only have as much power as you give them and i truly believe and i've taught my kids this like there are no bad words like 
just how you use it. What's your intent? Like, fuck isn't the bad word. But if you talk to a Christian, they're going to say fuck is a terrible word. Like, yeah. like, what do you believe? It's just intent. You know what I mean? Like, right. like the word nigger isn't inherently a bad word in the word itself. But, like, if you're saying that word with malintent, now it becomes this awful thing. Huh. Period. Right. It's just a fucking word, man. It's just a noise we make with our mouth. Like, the swastika is Egyptian and it's Hindu and it means peace. But the Nazis turned it into this hate symbol. Really? Yeah. It's all about intent. It's how do you use it? It's a very old symbol. I did not know that. There you go, man. We're learning shit every day. No shit. Yeah, man. Yeah. It was a much older symbol than the Nazis. Um, they, but they wanted to pervert it and they turn they, it into... They, they took it and turned it into something else. It wasn't. Wow. It meant peace. <laughs> and now we associate it with, with, with hate. With hate. Yeah. So it's just like... Intent is everything. Yeah. It really, really is. And it's just like there are differences among people and among colors and among um, just just different groups of people. And it's like why can't we joke about it and laugh and acknowledge it? Right. Like that's why Dave Chappelle is so amazing because he just shines light on race and the differences among people. We can all laugh. Right. Like we're just humans, man. Cheers. None of us have it right. Cheers, my man. I'm empty. It's all right. I'll pour one. That's all right. <laughs> pour one. Ah, oh, Dude. Coming up on two hours and 40 minutes. Holy shit. I know, man. This has been great. This has been an awesome conversation. I'm glad we did this. So am I. Yeah. Um, the fastest two hours and 40 minutes I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, it just just flew by, bro. Dude, I'm pumped. Well, let's wrap this up then. Um, yeah. Tell the folks how they can check out what you got going on. You guys just dropped the apparel line. Yeah, so new hats, new everything, uh, and just launched a new online source. So we're shipping nationally now. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, unavitatequila.com. Obviously, probably a lot of the following is from Missouri, so with everything opening back up, bars, restaurants, available local liquor stores and everything. It's all exciting, dude. Yeah. Fuck. Thank you for having me, man. Dude, Zach, thanks for so much for dropping yeah. by, brother. I'm pumped. Ah, uh, man. All right, everybody. Zach Conley, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. Damn, we went deep on that one. Fuck, you know, I thought I thought after the Skylar podcast that was gonna be the you know the end of me going super fucking deep, but we talked about some shit. Um, I don't think we probably went as deep as we did as I did with Skylar, but whew, man, you just gotta ask yourself why. And, uh, and Zach and I for sure did that. So I love that guy so much. Um, I love you guys for listening and just taking the time and uh, just, you know, just thinking about things in a different way. So big thank you to Convergence Media Group. Go to ConvergenceMG.com. If you are a small business owner and you want to grow your brand and your business, these are the guys you want to work with. They will help you in this digital space that we live in. They'll help you create content. They'll help you with brand strategy. Um, they will teach you. Uh, what you need to do to be successful in today's climate. So go check them out, ConvergenceMG.com. Also, go to ImposedRule.com. Check us out there. We have a full-on apparel. You'll save 10% off of your order with the code outside. That's all I got for you, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. I love you, and I will catch you next time. Bye. Mwah.